This is Snake. Can you hear me? Good. The mission is simple. Put your geek pants on and infiltrate Foxhound. If you need backup, contact Ken and Chris on their codec frequency. Ready? Snake out. Jesus Christ, it's geek pants. Oh! I was practicing that for like the last two days. Were you? Because I was saying uh, geek cast. <laughs> <laughs> it's geek. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> and then, like. No bloopers allowed. I was in this practicing show. saying, Jesus Christ, it's geek pants camcast. But then I just dropped it and I was yeah, like, like it's, it's, it's too much. It actually works. It's too much. It's, it's, it's great you saying that right after Solid Snake. That's right. I think that works out perfectly. Yeah, it does. It does. Because, Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. Yeah. You know. Because, um, you know, like, it's Bourne. That's right. That's what we're doing. Watch out. Watch out. Hey, everyone, how you doing? I'm uh, I'm here with uh, the Mercier Identity, the Mercier Supremacy, Mercier Ultimatum, Mercier Legacy, and lastly, Chris Mercier, everyone! You literally took all of them, so all I have to, to give you is... Um, the Kenneth sanction? No, the Levitsky sanction. Oh, we're gonna go with the book titles. I, is that is that? You one took of... all the titles. We were supposed to go back and forth. I thought we were gonna go do a row. But then I'd be saying the same thing. Right. The, gonna... the Levitsky I identity. Actually... The oh. Levitsky identity. Yeah. The Levitsky supremacy. See right. how dumb this is. You got three more to go. Hit it. Levitsky supremacy. You did that one already? Yeah, I did. Yeah. You ruined it. Yeah. Now you gotta do an extra one. You ruined it by taking them all in the first shot. We talked about this downstairs. We we're gonna go back and forth. We didn't talk about back and forth. I was gonna let you take it. I was, I was gonna let you take the lead, but you didn't. You kept just you know going, what? Jason Christ. Jason Christ. <laughs> uh, I'm glad there's no bloopers. The Levitsky Initiative. Right. The Levitsky Sanction. Yes. The Levitsky Protocol. Ooh, I like that one. I don't even know if that's a title. Actually, it should be. It should <laughs> I know, be. I know. The Levitsky um, Protocol. Let's hear it for Kenneth Levitsky. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it wasn't so bad. See, you got more knowledge of, of Bourne. So you were able yeah. to dive I actually, right into those book titles. I don't know if I told you this, but... Because uh, I've told you I've tried reading the books a couple of times. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think I ever told you that I've actually watched the original made-for-TV The Bourne Identity movie starring Richard Chamberlain. I had no idea that existed. I didn't know that it existed either until like I was strolling out of Walmart and I saw the Born Identity and I was like, oh, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> you sure it wasn't one of those like bad B movies where they're trying to like, oh, let's spell Born with B-O-R-N. No, it's it's 100% like... It's straight up the Born they, they That one does it more, uh, more like the book. It's very close to the book. Okay. Uh, so, so okay, so basically, for those of you who don't know, Born Identity, the movie starring Matt Damon, that I think pretty much launched his career. Uh, well, I mean, I would say Good Will Hunting did that. Yeah, but this movie pretty much launched his career. That That's the one that made people go, wow, this guy can make money. Because I remember when Born Identity came out, it was 2002, I think. It came out the same summer as Affleck's Some Summer of Beers. Beers. And they yeah. had that bet going of who was going to make yeah. more money. Yeah, oh yeah. And and uh, mm -hmm. before we dive into this, I, I got off topic and I'll talk about the original Mave TV movie really quickly. But just, because uh, I don't know if you remember this, we saw that movie in the theater and I was like, eh. The Born Identity? Yeah. Yes. I was not 100% sold on it. 
Because mm. I thought it was going to be this huge action epic. Right. Wall-to-wall action. I didn't realize that it was really going to have like small action scenes that were awesome. And it was more of a thinking man's action movie. Exactly. I had no idea. They're smart action movies. They're not so, the generic dumb. It wasn't until Supremacy. Yeah. And that was from Walmart, too. I girl that was working at Walmart, I was while I was working there, I was like, hey, what well, would be a good movie to uh, to watch? And she just pointed at Porn Supremacy. She's like, that's amazing. I was like, really? I should buy that without watching it? She said, yep. So I did, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's so crazy that you're like, I was ready nah. for it. Nah, I was ready any... for it. At the time, I wasn't ready for it. And now you're a then, massive Bourne fan. Speaking of some of all fears, not that great. Uh, I haven't watched it in years. It's about as good as Ben Affleck's brand new back tattoo. He has a back tattoo? Oh, you haven't seen I it? I haven't seen it, but I'm going to look at it now. And once you're I gonna do that, have to once do I do that, that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post it right here. And so while everybody you're doing can that, see it. Okay, so... Oh, wow. Okay, so uh, the made-for-TV movie. Okay. All right, so Richard Chamberlain. I don't know if you remember Richard Chamberlain. Nope. Okay. Name sounds familiar. When you see him, you'll go, that guy. I remember you from a bunch of stuff when I was a kid. I don't remember what that was. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, so, okay. so in this one, it starts kind of the same. Boat, bullets in the back type of thing, amnesia. Mm-hmm. The... Uh, where it starts to get really weird is that, so in the Matt Damon movies, he's an assassin trained by the government to do off-the-books killings. Perfect, right? So when we see him do all this stuff later on, we don't question it because we, we know he's a highly trained assassin. Right. This one, they have him, uh, a former Vietnam vet, okay, but they uh, they have it that he's pretending to be this huge assassin, to call out the Jackal, who is this big, huge assassin, Carlos the Jackal. And the books are very much trying, all three of the books, actually, the main ones that the movie got the titles from, yeah. are all about killing the Jackal. Okay. Okay. Now, so the Jackal wasn't in the movies, right? No. Not at all. Okay, because, like, they don't touch the other assassins in those movies, they just call them the assets all the time. I don't For really, the most like, part, They yeah. had names, but you don't really remember uh, Clive Owens. Uh, his was, I believe, The Professor. The professor. I believe he had a name. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, a couple of quick things. Instead of uh, buying Marie's ride, born full-on kidnaps her. Oh. Right? So now she doesn't really like him as much. Right. Right? But then he saves her life, and naturally she falls in love with him. Okay. And then, so that's how that plot line kind of happens. and Then they fuck yeah, they they do. Okay, they do. Oh, oh um, spoiler. Sure, because <laughs> like I don't I don't think anyone that watches our channel is gonna be watching this movie. I watched it over the course of two nights on YouTube. What year did this come out? Is it from the nineties? No, late eighties. I want to say 80s. 89. Well, how old are the books? Mid eighties. So I can't remember. They're really close, right after the books, then. Yeah. Okay. Um. So okay, but because and I when I mentioned the books. I've tried the books. The books are very convoluted. Like, I've said plenty of times, I love what they do with this. I love that it's David Webb, and then it's Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. And then, sure, he's got a whole cache full of passports, but just the fact that it's that and that, it's not, he's David Webb, uh, and then he was Delta, and then this other guy named Jason Bourne, uh, was, he killed him, took his name to become 
the big assassin to root out Carlos the Jackal. So, like, already you've glazed over. You're already thinking, like, geez, I wonder what Ben Affleck's back tattoo is going to look like. I, yeah, I know. I hate that. I'm surprised I hate that too. I record with my phone because I really want to look at it. But I don't need to look at it. Okay, yeah, you pull it up. I will show you pull just because. So Pull it up. I, I, and while I'm doing that, oh, um, man. you can take the lead on this one because I am going I just, I'm just, to dominate. The, the, the anticipation. I am going to dominate this conversation. We're, I know we're gonna take the lead? I'm okay. going to like, well, apologize we, in advance. But uh, We know right now. That you are a ridiculously huge Born fan, and I'm not joking. Like, is that it? Oh yeah, I got it that quickly. Oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. What the fuck? Why? What is it? Is it like a griffin or a it, phoenix, I, phoenix dog or? I, if anything, I would I would say it's probably a, a griffin. Is or it a, rising from his ass crack? Phoenix, that actually would be more appropriate for the phoenix. I would love it if the tail was coming right from the butthole. It's <laughs> like, and when, and this is fresh. See, I don't like to make fun of Affleck. I don't. I don't I like don't, to make fun. I, I like Affleck as a person. I think he's a good actor. I, I, I love his directing. I think he's a great Batman. But then he does stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, is that this this decade's Geely right there? I mean, that is gross. No, hold on. Geely, Geely is in a class all its own. Yeah, that's true. Geely will always be in a class all its own. Right. I forget that movie. Everyone else doesn't. Oh, why is he Batman? He was in Geely. Dude, yeah, like, I remember that, that too. 10 years ago. Man. I remember that when they were saying that to the dude from Geely, and I was like, he's done other things. Yeah. <laughs> he was in The Accountant. Been a full which, decade. Getting a sequel. Yeah. Is it? Finally? It's getting a friggin' yes. sequel. Yes. Yes. Oh, Do also getting a sequel? Equalizer. I, yeah, that one I, I knew. I knew. It's apparently coming this year, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, I knew that, too. So that's awesome. Because, I mean, like, I love John Wick, but I enjoyed Equalizer more that year. Whoa. Whoa. Um, we're going to table that. We're going to table that because... Coming soon to the Geek Pants Camcast. That, I almost said Geek Cast. That kind of... You put it in my hand now. <laughs> fucking the Geek Cast. That actually floored me. I don't know how you... Like, I, I, I like the Equalizer a lot. Yeah. I think maybe it all comes down to the little dog dying. I really hated that part. I didn't like that part either, but what he does... I'm surprised you just so straight up hate that movie because the dog died. But he, what Old he does Chris to avenge like, it... <clears throat> what he does, he... I know. Literally spends two and a half hours avenging that dog's death. And, I mean, okay, so the Equalizer had some sort of renown, right? Yeah. Yep. But people were calling him the fucking boogeyman. They were saying things like, hold on, you stole whose car? Mm. Everything's forgiven. Yeah. You don't mess with That me. was cool. I, that was one of my favorite Partially parts. Partially because it's Luigi saying you stole whose car? Yeah. And then it's like the big boss calls up and goes, hey, I understand you had a problem with my kid? Yeah, he stole John Wick's car. That will be all. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. big boss I is know. literally like, that'll be all. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I fucking love John Wick. I haven't seen the sequel yet. I get that look from a lot of people when I say I haven't seen the sequel yet, but it's all right because I will watch the sequel because we will do a John Wick episode, which may go into Equalizer a little bit. By the sounds of it. It's going to be like John Wick franchise versus the two movies because Equalizer's not getting a third. Yeah. Well, we don't know. The second hasn't hit yet. It barely got a second one. I don't know why. It made money. 
and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about those American badasses today. We're here to talk about this one right here. Which I just realized while this is laying on the table, it's got a glossy Matt Damon head. And it's really it catching the eye. <laughs> it does. But I brought cue cards so yeah. I could try to keep up with you with, with okay. Bourne. That's fine. All right. So it's not a competition, even though I said you wouldn't be able to. It's it's not a competition. So I almost want to just start a legacy to get it over with, but we'll start with identity. I think we should just go in order and then we'll do our, our favorites. We'll do it. You know? Yeah. We'll save that for the end. That's right. All right. So. All right. All right. So, so the born identity. Okay, I'm just gonna start off with um, the first shot with him in the water. That's iconic now. Oh man! As soon as I rewatched these movies, because I, I rewatched them starting that last week, and the opening score, the opening score, and I'm really happy that music. Hang on. John Powell was the composer of yep. that movie. Yep. I'm really happy his music stuck with the whole series. Oh man, yeah, because. His music, along with Moby ending every credit. Yep. Because that was the thing. I watched Jason Bourne for the first time last night. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the whole... When it got to about three quarters here, I was like, better have Moby. Better yep. have Moby. And when it was there, I was happy. Of course. Because that is Jason Bourne. It's so weird, too. It, that music like, and that Moby song goes yeah, up the movies. Like, you'd never... As much as Matt Damon. Yeah, you'd never think of it, but... In yeah, fact, totally. Moby has done more Jason Bourne movies than Matt Damon. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> By one. <laughs> By one. <laughs> By one whole one. That is, that is a very funny statistic. Yeah. <laughs> Just figured that one out on my own. All right. <laughs> well, okay, so I got two of my uh, points done already. That's good. <clears throat> Doug Lyman's direction in the first one is amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. It's, it's it amazing. Is I'm going really to go a little into Supremacy just by a tad right now. Paul Greengrass took over as director with Supremacy, and he did all the other Matt Damon ones after that. Yep. But at first, his uh, his direction, the shaky camera work and everything, was very distracting for me. I, I was think it's I, only distracting because you were watching them so close together. Yeah, but even back then, when he took over, really, eh? When I watched Supremacy, I wasn't so sure about the shakiness. Well, but at then all. again, when I watched Supremacy, I was like. I was still far enough removed from identity, and right. I was like, eh, I don't know about, about identity. And like I said at the beginning, like, now I, like... Whereas I loved identity. I, wa I watched the first four in the theater. Yeah. Only missed the fifth because I was broke as fuck at the time. Yeah, that's right. So but, I didn't watch Legacy in the theater. I didn't watch, actually, I only watched Ultimatum and Jason Bourne in the theaters. Oh, and Identity, yeah. That's and right. Identity. I skipped right. Supremacy skip, skip for Supremacy. some reason. Supremacy really good. Really anyway, but we'll get to supremacy. But yeah, um, Lyman's so, directing. Yeah, he, he's and got he's Tony a, Gilroy's like uh, his writing. The script was like I know that that was one of those ones where they went through a whole ton of changes, especially towards the end because of nine eleven mm -hmm. and everything mm -hmm. that came after that. Like I remember in that documentary, they were saying like no explosions. We're never going to be able to do explosions. And I, and I always find it funny that they're like, yeah, because of nine eleven, we're never going to have explosions in our movies. <laughs> like, like there was worse things that came out of nine eleven than your movies, but uh, boom! I, I guess Michael Bay didn't have the same opinion because he's like nine eleven more explosions. Yeah, he probably was just like, we need upward camera shots, we need solar flares, mm -hmm. and we need explosions. What about plot? <laughs> plot. Work around the explosion. 
The number one uh, character in my movie is the explosion. I did plot right? movies at the beginning of my career. I don't have to now. Yeah, we, and he really didn't either. I mean, Bad Boys was probably the one with the most plot. I was just going to say, uh, Bad Boys 1 and 2 had plots. Yes. Like, it actually had plots. It had plots. Where you went, like, oh, okay. Which is why he doesn't want to make the third. He's like, I'm not making any more plots. I thought I told you guys, I'm done with this I'm shit. I'm done with plots. Where's another 80s uh, childhood yeah. fantasy that you I want me to make write? a movie about a roided up Mark Wahlberg and The Rock? I'll do it. But that's as far as I'm going to go into <laughs> that's plot, right. plot that's territory. Right. Um, yeah, so Doug Lyman, and I love Doug Lyman. Everything after Born Identity is great. Yeah. I don't think I've ever watched the movie I don't like this. What else has he done besides Miss, that? Legacy? Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Okay. That was all um, right. Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, that's right. That was so good. He did Edge of Tomorrow. He did, uh, what else did he do? Yeah, it'll probably come to me eventually. Yeah, no, it's one of those ones um, where eventually he's like, done quite a bit I know though. a list and then I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 and then yeah. I forget because, you know, yeah. So he's a good director. Um, but now, now that I've watched them all back to back, I'm like, Greengrass is the better director for this series. It was just such a jarring change from yeah. like, that one to, to Supremacy. But actually, um, having said that, though, I, I like that we have the two differing ones because, like, in the first one, uh, it's a very contained movie. Mm -hmm. Same with the second and, of course, the third. Well, although the third is a little bit more branched out, we find out towards the end. We'll get to that. But, yep. like, I like that you have this completely different director do this movie so that way when you look at the other two, yeah, they are. He's obviously, I feel the same way. Greengrass is the better of the two. I don't think I would have liked Identity as much if Greengrass directed all three. No. Because, like, one of my favorite things about these movies is that unlike every other movie where the character has amnesia, you know, we usually know the story beforehand, mm -hmm. whereas in these movies, we're finding out everything as he finds out. So, exactly. You know, we're able to sit there and go, "Oh, okay, we're forming our own opinions, right?" So, I feel like that cleaner shooting style worked for the origin, so to speak. And then once he starts finding out more, and things become more chaotic, especially with the flashbacks, they really become chaotic. You know, like identity is on a much smaller scale than supremacy and ultimatum. Yeah, much smaller. Like exactly. It's, it's, it's more contained. <clears throat> it's it's got. As much of a love story to it as yeah, like it doesn't have though. Marie is is very much the heart and soul of that first trilogy. Hundred percent. Because even in 100%. Ultimatum, when when uh, what's her name Frank, I can't pronounce it. It's Frank German. Patente is that what you call it? Frank Patente. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, amazing actress. I love Franca her. Patente. Franca. It's probably Franca. It's probably Franca because yeah. she's German. But Run Lola Run is a great movie, so I was really happy. Crazy. To, that was really happy to see her in this. Yeah. But even though she's not an ultimatum, which we'll get to, um, you can still, like, she is still the center of that. Like, his, everything he's doing is because of her. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, click. we'll focus more on identity. But, yeah, like I said, yeah. getting back to, to your uh, your points, I'm just, yeah, like, I, I like that we have two different directors in this. Mm -hmm. So that you have that sort of, like I said, like, you can watch identity and be like, Okay, all right, and then it makes sense in the later movies that you have that different. Yeah, it view. becomes more chaotic, so the directing becomes more chaotic. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I do feel while, like the handheld cut sort of fighting styles, a lot of people complain about it. I actually think they are the fight scenes are better done in the remaining two, like 
Supremacy and Ultimatum. Uh, Ultimatum. Yeah. The fight scenes are better, but they're still they're still really really good. Well, they're not as as hand to hand in in like Adam Cole. You know what I mean? Like the field shootout with Clive Owen is amazing. Yeah. Well, but the, right away the beginning, like when uh, he's, um, right away when he's on the the bench, he's sleeping on the bench, and the two cops are like, yeah. "Hey man, where's your papers?" And he's just like, "I just want to sleep." Mm-hmm. And then the one tap of the yeah, uh, and then Billy Club, boom, and it's just click. like, poof, and you just like you feel it like right away. You're like, whoa, and it's like three seconds. But you, if you look at it enough, there's a couple of pretty crazy moves in there. But he takes yeah. it, takes them both out, grabs the guy's gun, and it's literally like this. And then he's you get that first hint of like, what the fuck? And then gone. Right? Yeah, you're with him in that moment. And he's like, what the fuck? You're like, what the fuck? And that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> you're with him every step of the way, right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. Like like you said, the iconic shot, he's in the water. We're in the water with him. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. They pick him up on the fishing boat. They take the bullets out. They take the... Uh, 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 tracking beacon, or not tracking beacon. Uh, the, the, um, the bank account information. Yeah. yeah, the account number in his hip. Yeah. You know, and then there's that scene where, like, he's asking himself who he is in the mirror in, like, the different languages that he can speak. Mm-hmm. He has no idea who he is, how he got to where he is, but he knows all this stuff, yeah. you know, and you, like, every step of the way, you're just like, huh, whoa. And then there's that scene, then, of course, there's the bank scene where then he starts to figure out, okay, well, I might be Jason Bourne, I might be, uh, you know, David Kane or whatever the other alias is. Yeah, were. what was that, guys? Uh, well... That alias was a big part of the first movie. Well, yeah. John Michael Caine. That's John right. Michael Caine. John Michael Caine. Yeah. You know, and then there's like a whole bunch and like, you're just like, whoa. Yeah. So, yeah, like that's, and even like in Supremacy and Ultimatum, there's still that aspect where you're finding out stuff as he finds out. So you're able to be like in the moment all the way through and that's, I think, still like one of the reasons why I just love these movies so much. Because think of it right now, and talk about like the quick cutting of the editing with the fights, you know. Like he he does hand to hand fighting in the first, but it's mostly just taking guys out. Yeah. There's not really anyone to challenge him in the nope. first movie, right? In his apartment, remember? Oh yeah, briefly. Guy comes in through the window. Yeah. And that's where we get this scene. That's that one part. Yeah. You know, he's like fighting the guy, and he's got blades and stuff, and then all of a sudden, Bourne's got a pen, and you're just right. Like, Jesus. Yeah. So, like, I mean, that was one of the things that, like, you got to give credit for Lionel and, I was like, and Gilroy. Yeah. yeah. To literally, suddenly, he's got a pen, and he's fighting this guy and kicks the fuck out of him. Yeah. You know. So yeah, like, I mean, that was a good first, like, hand to hand. And you're right, like the later ones. The later ones have a lot more of it, I think. A lot more people. I'm sorry, are... later in the movie. Yeah. It's more or less just. It's more gun related. Yeah, well, it's the shootout less... with Owen in the, you know, the apartment, the body surfing down the stairwell. Yeah. I hate Robot Chicken for wrecking that for me, though. <laughs> oh, what they do? They had him on... It's still the same scene, yeah. but it's like if it was real, right? Yeah. So, like, both hit, and then, like, Bourne bounces off, but because it's the impact, right? So they both hit, he breaks his leg, there's, like, bones shooting out of his leg and stuff, and you're like, ah. <laughs> it's so true, though. But, yeah, you're like, I, mean, I get it, it's true. I'm glad they don't really make him, like, that much of a superhuman at all throughout the rest. That's pretty much the one scene where you're like, what? No, yeah, no there's another one. There's there, another one. Is there, we'll which, talk about which movie? It's later a movie. Later yeah. movie. We'll later talk about movie? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But like... Um, That's still really like hokey though to me. 
when I watched Identity again, I was just like, I forgot about this part. I'm more hoped out about when he's kicking the guy into the banister. Oh, yeah, just drilling him through. And manages to kick him this big guy, too. It's not like he's a tiny, like, Chris-sized guy. This Mm -hmm. is a big dude. And manages to, A, kick him through enough, and then shoot the guy on the way down. (laughs) Those are the two parts. Like, yeah, and and like I said, Robot Chicken wrecks it for me in that regard. Because you're like, well, you... He wouldn't just have a limp. No, he He'd wouldn't. Be pretty fucked He'd be up. Pretty destroyed. He'd be pretty fucked yeah. up. Yeah, you know. And sometimes I think is the limp because he spent like four to five minutes kicking the guy through the banister. Probably accidentally need the banister. Oh, you know, like ah, oh, son of a bitch, I twisted my ankle. Oh man. Whatever. Hope that guy bang. It'd be way quicker just to throw him over. You know, but uh, and and you mentioned uh, Marie being the harm. I she is. I love the way they introduce both characters to me too like they introduce her at the embassy and they just give her that quick little scene where she's just like well like i just help me you guys are telling me to do this and then i do this and now you're telling me this and this and that and you know and you just kind of if you didn't know any better you would almost think it's a throwaway but then later when he like throws her the money and says hey i need a ride and then she says in german like Oh, what a, this is so crazy. You know, it's so (laughs) stupid. And he's just like, you'd be stupid not to or something like that. I can't remember exactly what he says. And, you know, and then uh, my favorite part, though, is she's just like, yeah, I I don't think so. And he goes, well, can I have my money back? And then, boom, scene cut to them driving. I'm like, that's still so awesome that he's just like, here you go. You can have uh, double that if you take me to Paris. And then she's like, I don't think so. Can Mm -hmm. I have my money back? No, get in the car. Yeah, we're driving. You know? And that's after the embassy scene, which is uh, what I love about the embassy scene. Yeah, like because we have to park, we get a feel for the guy as a fighter. Mm-hmm. With the embassy scene, we get a feel for the guy as an actual intelligent guy. Like this isn't just Steven Seagal who's kicking the hell out of people who doesn't know shit. This is a guy that literally goes, "Okay, hold on. Here's the map. Here's the guy's radio. How do I get out of here? Okay, all right." And then <clears throat> evades everyone, and then gets out climbing down the the wall yeah. of the building, does a superhero pose. Does a superhero He lands, pose. does a superhero pose, Bam! and I was like, yes! Deadpool would be proud. Yes! Uh, you know? No, I love that part. That whole embassy scene is awesome. So good. Like, so I good. honestly, it's been such a long time since I watched this, and I don't know why. I just, I mean, well, I got a lot of fucking movies to watch, as you can see. Yep. I was like, fuck, I need to rewatch this sooner next time. Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> it's so good. I'm going to do a sidestep. What I love, another one of my favorite things is how Born, the Born Identity, started off as a movie where people are like, eh, it might make money. Mm-hmm. It might not. And they do certainly do it in a way where they could do a one and done, and that's it. Oh, easily. They leave it where it could be the end of the movie, no need for a sequel, and that's that. Mm-hmm. But what I love about it is not only did it make money, did really good, but it changed the industry because exactly that's actually one of my, my <clears throat> later notes. But let's get right into that. Yeah, because it, it changed uh, the well, way it action movies. James, uh, James Bond one hundred percent changed James. It Bond. changed. It changed James Bond. It actually helped the shape Batman Begins. Batman Begins, which also, which of course, really hammered through because when this came out, before I did it came out. I think it came out shortly after uh, Die Another Day. 
or Die Another Day came out after it. It was the same time frame. Die Another Day, I think they're the same year. I don't have Die Another Day. Yeah, it's the For same. It reasons. is the same year. I'm almost certain though that Die Another Day came out first, and I remember that one. And uh, and that's one of those ones we'll get to I as well. I want to say that's the. Two thousand two. Yeah, that's that's where Brosnan is the best James Bond he's gonna be because you know he gets better all the way through, but the movies just get worse and worse. And I remember watching that one and just being like, "Wow, what the hell are they doing?" And then you watch this and you're just like, "Whoa," mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because and so yeah, so like now you get Casino Royale where there's next to no gadgets. There's a lot of hand-to-hand combat. There's a lot of running and climbing and stuff like that. Batman Begins, a lot of that... And Casino Royale actually came after Supremacy. Yes. And it's, it's funny because Casino Royale is a love story, which ends tragically, and kind of shapes James Bond, Daniel Craig's Bond, throughout the entire rest of the series. Yep. Identical to Bourne. Yep. Identical. Mm-hmm. Now you get Thinking Man action movies in the James Bond series, right? Where you didn't really have that. You know, you get them every once in a while. Yep. You know, but towards the end of Brosnan's run, it was just getting more and more ridiculous. Ad placements like mm-hmm. crazy, invisible cars, lasers from space. Exactly. So, um, the so, Incredible Hulk. Yep. The, the whole beginning of that movie. That's was right. Totally boring. So it's it's just like so. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Thank Seriously, you. thank you. Smarter action movies. It's, it's crazy. I would like to see a smart action movie with the dumb action stars of the 80s. I think that'd be funny. I don't think you could do it. Imagine Van Damme in a smart action movie. Wasn't that The Expendables 2? That was pretty smart, actually. So. That was just you know, amazing. <laughs> or so, wasn't it uh, JCVD? Because that was a smart movie. JCVD is amazing. That was a smart movie. It wasn't really an action no, movie. No, that's very, right. A lot more dramatic. Um, anyway. Watch JCVD if you haven't seen it. Oh, my God, yeah. Totally we won't do a whole camcast about it, but fuck, it's good. That's right. <clears throat> I mean, we will do one, you one, never one know. day. I mean, you eventually we'll run out of material. That's okay, right. so... What else do we got here? Back to Bourne. Uh, I want to talk about... The series is always great for villains. Chris Cooper and Brian Cox are amazing in this. Really good, really good. Uh, I like... Uh... Actually, hold on. I'm going to say this real quick. Yeah. Because I don't want to forget Another thing I really like about this movie is how organic the relationship between Bourne and Marie it is. evolved. It's very. It starts off literally as a business transaction, and then it starts to turn right when she's just like, oh, I've been talking for an hour. You haven't said anything. And he's just like, don't stop. Like, no, don't stop. Go yeah. on. Had a headache like for the last couple of weeks, and it's now just starting to go to the back here. I'm like, no, trust me, go on. She's like, oh, okay, and and it goes from there. And there's like, <clears throat> there's parts, there's times where she just like, like that's where she's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on with yeah. him. Like I don't know who he is. Oh, you are a killer. But then goes back, and at no point in time was I like, well, of course they're gonna get together because they're in the same. Like you know that, but at the same time, it was like, hundred percent believable all the way through to the point where I was like, did they date in real life? Mm-hmm. Like after this movie, mm-hmm. they didn't. But I wouldn't have been surprised if they did. Yeah. You know? The chemistry was there. Everything that they did between the two characters was really believable. But just... Just, yeah. Like, I just... At no point in time was I eye-rolling. You know? No. I wasn't either. <clears throat> it I was guess, just even like... Even like, three-quarters or so throughout the movie there, um, where, where she leaves, 
he sends her away. Yeah. He goes off and does his own thing on his own to finish it off. Yeah. And he goes back to her. Like, they could have hit, had him not go back to her. I mean, that could have been her end Or they could have killed him like they were, they at one point planned on doing. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah you're right. Like, they, they didn't have to do that part. Um, there is actually a second ending, which I'll touch upon, too. Okay. Yeah, but... Uh, um, but anyway, so... I love the ending we got, though. Oh, me too. When, when she, oh, me too. When she's there working and stuff, and he walks in, and what does he say? Um, oh, he, I, make, he makes like this comment. She doesn't really realize it's him at first. And then I can't he makes remember. another comment, and it clicks in. You see it on her face, and she's like, oh, my God, and I, turns around. I can't remember now, but I just <clears> I just remember being like, yes. I was so happy. You know? And then <gasps> so sad, because I knew what was coming in the next movie. <laughs> but, that's, yeah, that's you know, right. That's like, right. But, like, so that was really great. But, okay, because so, you mentioned Brian Cox mm. uh, and, and Chris, uh, Chris Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. So good. They're so good in this movie. So good, and it's uh, and this is where like this is another one where the uh, the book differs. The book differs in that Conklin isn't a bad guy. Okay. You know Conklin and later on the Brian Cox character. Um, oh, not Hirsch. Hirsch is the uh, the creator of the the other guy, Abbott. Yeah, that's right, Abbott. So Abbott. Uh, they're they're like buddies with Bourne, because okay, I'll I'll rush ahead. So the, the second ending is that uh, Abbott uh, confronts Jason Bourne and says, "Hey, what happened was kind of a you know it's a shame, blah blah blah, but we want you to come in and work for us again." So he goes to work for them for odd missions and mm -hmm. stuff like that, because in the books Abbott and Conklin are buddies with him, you know, and even in that '88 movie with Richard Chamberlain. Very much, they're very much buddies. Yeah. They're very much friends. There's none of this, like, shady government thing. It's all in the up and up. But, having said that, this is infinitely better. Cooper is great in the uh, the instances where he's, like, that righteous, self-righteous, patriotic badass. And then other times where, <laughs> where he's almost like a sniveling child when Abbott's like, hey, man. Yeah. Like, you said you would get born. Now you didn't get born. The original hit, yeah. uh, Wombosi, ends up getting killed, right? Because that was the original mission, mm -hmm. you know? Um, <laughs> it's just like, well, hmm, you know? <laughs> like, oh, I can't. Uh, if we don't, we don't cut this off, we don't make it to the men's room and yeah. all this other stuff, and you're just like, oh, my God, like, this is so good. Like, uh, like even at the end, like, he slaps the gun out of port, like, out of space. Yeah. He's literally just like, <laughs> get the gun on it. You're like a ninety million dollar, uh, what was it? Malfunctioning. Uh, you're a malfunctioning ninety million dollar property of the government or something like that. I was just like, that is awesome. That it literally just was like, get that out of my face. Yeah. You know, and even though he was shitting his pants, the board was there. Yeah. You know, he's still just like bang, slaps it out and stuff. Like he was great in that movie. Um, I also really like the double of. Uh, filming where they're showing Bourne, they're showing uh, uh, right Conklin, right because it makes you think this is Bourne. <gasps> and the assassin is is yeah. stalking one of them, and like I don't care who you are, when you're watching that movie the first time around, you think Bourne's getting shot. Yeah, you, you have no idea that it's Conklin who's getting shot. No, and when he gets shot, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, and yeah. it's like two in the back, one in the front. <laughs> 
and then Bourne gets away and does the whole thing with Marie, which was great. But uh, but yeah, like I mean, he was great. Abbott was great, but he's better in the second one because he had he's now the Conklin character. Right, exactly. Exactly. You know, he steps but it up. Just in the enough because just enough in that like you know that he's part of the same thing, so he's like heading it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I no, we don't know that in the beginning. We just know that he's like, hey man. Mm-hmm. So they are both in on it. <clears throat> And uh, and then when we get to the reveal, like when he finally says, like, Bourne gets the reveal where it's like, like you know, we've we've been with him. We know he's an assassin for the government. We know that something happened on that boat. He got shot in the back. We don't know what happens. Then finally, we figure out his target, who we mapped out completely on this boat, hid out on this boat for a couple of days. Nobody knew he was there. He goes to kill him, and the kid is there. Yeah. And he can't kill him in front of the kid. His programming starts to hardwire, or de-hardwire, I guess, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> and he can't kill the kid. And you're just like, oh, wow, that's awesome. You know, like, I, I like that they never played Bourne like he was uh, an altogether good guy. Mm-hmm. But they also don't play him like he's an altogether bad guy. You know, like, he's the David Webb part of his character, which has come out, obviously. Yeah. I like that. Ultimately, he's a good guy, and uh, he's starting to realize he's done some bad things, but he still he just wants to be left alone. Like I think that's probably one of the things I really like. Uh, another one of the things I like about this movie it's it's an anti spy movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like it hits the spy tropes by subverting almost every single one of them. Like I mean, sure, the government agency that wants to frame the spy and kill the spy that's been done before. But you've never had the guy go, I, I just want to be left alone. Yeah. Like, I just, you know, because we don't know why they're trying to kill him. And then when we find out why, he's just like, okay, fine. How about this? Jason Bourne's dead. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. You don't ever come near me. You come near me, I will take this fight to your doorstep. But if you don't, we're good. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and <laughs> it's just like, like, even in uh like the Casino Royale, and of course that's subverting James Bond stuff because of these movies. Yeah. It's still, you know, he's proud to be a spy. He wants to do his job, and there's nothing wrong with that because we'll get to the Daniel Craig Bond movies because those are some of my favorite Bonds. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> but like I still love, just love the fact that this is a guy that no longer wants to do this anymore. You know, he he wants he did his time. He wants to move off into the sunset, and that's well, yeah, right. exactly. You know. When you mentioned the Bond, the Bond movies, it just like <clears throat> triggered a thing in my mind where I was like, I would almost rank the those movies the same as this in the way they yeah. work out. Yeah. Which is funny. We'll get to that to one To a degree, day. I, I actually, no, I, I disagree, but well. Because. Because I, I think I know what you're talking about, like in terms of the how they get better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll disagree there, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Julia Stiles, Absolutely. Like short and sweet in this role. Barry, she was just yeah. she was like a background character in this. Where I was yeah. like, oh hey, Julia Stiles. Well, yeah, no, Such I a remember I did the same thing because okay. she was a pretty big star at that point. Right, she was. She had like that. She was up on the rise. Well, she started around the same time as Matt Damon. That's right. Because he did Good Will Hunting in like ninety seven, ninety eight or so, and then yeah. I think ninety eight, ninety nine or so was Ten Things I Hate About You with her. That's, That's right. Kind of the movie. And then, didn't he do like the Talented Mr. Ripley right after that? Too? Right after that, I tried to forget that movie. Mm. Really? I hate that movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. That, okay, wait. I haven't seen it in a long time. What are you watching? I was younger. I might like it more now. Yeah. I Back mean, then. Okay, I think because you were younger, you didn't want to see a movie about two dudes possibly getting it on. 
I don't remember that part of it. Is yeah. that part of it? Well, there's aspects to it. Oh, okay. But anyway, well, no, overall, it's a good movie. I'm going to watch it now. It's overall a good movie. But, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I I, I, I could talk about this movie forever. I could talk about all these movies forever. Oh, I know you can. <clears throat> you know. Um, You've had some good conversations about these movies. Um, well, I even, like, you've, okay. You've talked to me about these movies, and I listen. Yeah. Uh, Clive Owens, that was one of his first roles. It was. You mentioned the farm scene, and mm-hmm. we we have to talk about the farm scene. Okay. Because the farm scene is so awesome. It's, like I it's talked really good. I love about the in the embassy, and that's where you get the idea that Ford's actually a really smart guy. Yeah. Or even later on, where uh, he's telling Marie to go into the hotel room, and she's got to do all these things, make sure all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, holy crap, you know, um, this guy is like. I don't want to say he's really smart. I don't want to make it sound like he's this genius, but he's incredibly aware. Yeah, he's just always a step ahead of everyone. You know, and even the, I can't believe we didn't touch upon the diner scene, where it's literally like, I could tell you the license plates of every one of those vehicles. Yeah. I could tell you that uh, the lady at the counter, the waitress is left-handed. I could tell you that the guy the, probably weighs about 250, 280 pounds and can uh, handle himself. I could tell you the best place to look for a gun is in the cab of the... Uh, transport yeah. outside yeah. how can I tell you all these things and I don't know who the hell I am yeah. right and you're just like yeah are you fucking crazy like are you kidding I can barely remember my phone number you're remembering all this stuff <laughs> especially now that uh, with cell phones where we don't have to remember anything right you know and I almost remember that scene verbatim <laughs> so so I've got some promise <laughs> because I, I, I recorded it on my cell phone no because oh. I've watched this movie oh, okay. so many times but uh, I've even watched this on YouTube. <laughs> but like, so like I like I said, I don't want to make it seem like he's this genius. He's not a genius. He's just incredibly aware. He's able to read his surroundings, mm-hmm. and he's very practical. You know, so. Um, so that farm scene. So that farm scene, like when they're I like said, the dog is missing, and right away he's like, "Get your children downstairs." Yeah, you gotta go. Yeah, get get your children downstairs. Yeah, you know, and uh, the only thing that bugs me about that scene. And this was one of those ones where, because I didn't realize it at the time, for the longest time when I was watching these movies, I don't know how I missed it, but I thought she, uh, like, I thought the guy, the, the family, was her brother. I didn't realize it was a former boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so for the, for a while I was like, okay, you know, whatever, like, oh, it, it sucks that this is what happened. But then when I went clicked, I'm like, wait a minute. So it's weird that she picks one of her ex-boyfriend's farmhouse to go to, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... It's a little strange. It's, it's weird. But she didn't think he was going to be there either. But even then, like, it's weird that she's just like, that's the perfect place, right? And they hadn't been together for years. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like a couple of weeks or anything. It was long enough. Like, she didn't even really have kids, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so getting to that part where it's just like, yeah, you got to go. It's just like, whoa. And then immediately looks around. Pulls out, oh, shotgun shells, there's the gun, mm-hmm. right? And that whole scene where he comes out, blows up the uh, the propane tank, so now the professor... He, he knows where the guy is. He has an idea of exactly yeah. where this guy is, because that's the spot he That's where be. he would be, so... You know, then all of a sudden he's just like, oh, explosion, then hits the, uh, the field, and he's tracking him as best he can, but he got quite a lead on him, and then that one part where now it's the open field birds fly up. Yeah. You're just like, what the f-? Like, I know. are you kidding know. me? So good. So good. And then actually clips the guy in the arm, you know, before he can 
like kill him. Mm-hmm. And then he says the one line, and they echo this line quite a bit, but I love it where it's just like, do you get the headaches? Ugh, I get them so bad or something like that. But then he goes, look at what they make you give, you know? And I'm just like, on its own, that's a great line because Bourne has spent the entire movie just A, trying to figure out why these guys are after him. And now, this whole point now is to just stop it, you know? Because he's starting to realize this is what I gave up. I don't want this anymore. I want to do my own thing. And yeah, that farm scene. And that's the scene they're talking about where they fought to get that scene in there. Because of the explosion. Because of the explosion. Because nine eleven happened. God forbid, we have no more explosions. People died, but never mind. Yeah. But you know, they fought hard for that. Well, one. yeah, it was and pretty I'm fresh. I'm glad mean. that they got that scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it had nothing to do with buildings blowing up or anything. It's not like in the later movies in the series where they're fucking destroying downtown, yeah, Vegas and whatever fucking Grand Theft Auto style. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, but I mean, to have. To not have that scene in that movie. Like, because even in that scene, we touch upon the part where he's watching the kids sleep, mm-hmm. you know, and you're starting to feel like, you really feel like, okay, this is something I want. Like, I want to have what this guy has, mm-hmm. but I can't because of the life that I've lived. So, you know, like, just from start to finish, it's just one of those movies where, like I said, like, it's an anti spy movie. Yeah. He wants nothing to do with this. He just happens to not know who he is, but has these crazy abilities. Uh, crazy training, I should say. Mm-hmm. And then it just... Oh, beautifully shot, beautifully written. The score is amazing. Everyone in this movie is great. Yeah. There's not a bad role in this movie. No. Like, even Julia Stiles is a quick role. Abbott's Very a quick, quick role. But they're both... They just nail it. So right away, you're just like, oh, okay. And that's the thing this series is really, really good for. Even the movies that aren't as good, they always have great actors. Yes. Great actors and great characters. That's right. Like, every movie, like, the side characters are on par with pretty much no other movie. Yeah, the, it, like, it's amazing. The actors they they get in flesh them out just enough where yeah. they could now, like, some of these other characters can show up in, like, Legacy, for instance, mm-hmm. just kind of on the outside. And not only do you go, oh, you're like, oh, yeah, it makes sense that he, you know. Yep. <clears throat> so... So yeah, like I mean, uh, for the beginning of uh, one of the greatest action franchises in the history, couldn't have started any better. No, I agree. Know? And like I, I said, if, if Greengrass was directing it, I, pr- I would probably still like it. I don't know if I'd like it as much. Yeah, I I, I think Doug Liman was the perfect director for that first, yeah. first movie. Absolutely. Do you have anything else in your notes to add here? That is, um, well, we're on the supremacy notes. I'm thinking. No, we're done. All right. So. And you got a little tune. And you got that little tune for me while I was looking at my car. That's right. Okay. Anyway, supremacy. We've wrapped the identity. We head into the supremacy. That's right. I guess I'll uh, just say that um, Julia Stiles, Nikki, becomes a much larger character in this film. Yeah. And continuing so forth. But, right. Um, right. But again, doesn't feel forced. Doesn't feel forced. Not at all. I, like, it makes when sense she why they would want her there. That's right. That's right. Uh, I think we're getting ahead, though. So, like, like right um, away, what we see is um, we see flashbacks. We see the flashbacks. Um so this is flashbacks. Because it kicks, it kicks right off. Good, happy life with Marie on the beach. Yep. 
Everything's perfect. Yep. But crazy fucks in the CIA still want to kill him. Uh, but there's a reason for that. There's a reason for it. Yeah. But there's still. But it makes it. sense. Which what I like. So they they have the uh, the flashback and you know like it's a recurring thing where he's yep. having trouble sleeping. You know, and I just that love the part and... where it's just like, well, did you did you write it in the book? He's just like, no. Well, that's what we do. And he's just like, it's always something bad. That's why we do it because sometimes look at something good, right? And he's just like, I remember something good. And you know he's talking about her mm-hmm. right away. And she knows it too. And you're just like, like man, like they still fit so well together. I know. I know. You know, and it's it's partly disappointing that they didn't have a, uh, a baby, but at the same time, I'm glad they didn't because obviously that baby would have to die <laughs> because she dies in this movie. Yeah, right near Real the beginning. Quick. They, Real they quick. They introduced the new asset, which is uh, Carl a young Carl Urban yeah. in one of his first roles. It's one of his first roles. Um, I think he, because he's, what nationality? Is he actually Russian? Urban? No, I don't think he's Russian. He's, I think he's American. Really? Uh, yeah. I thought he. I thought he had an accent. I thought he was one of those. Uh, I could be wrong. Foreigners, to be rude. Yeah, it says, <laughs> says a couple of Canadians. Yeah. Fine. Well, we're in Canada, so everyone else would be foreigners. So blame Canada. True. 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 Um, um, well, okay, but like before. But he's, she he's gets playing killed, a Russian in this. So yeah. The Russian before accent. she gets killed, though, there's a operation that the CIA is doing, mm-hmm. and it gets fucked up royally. And all of it is blamed on Jason Bourne. So that's why they start looking right. for Bourne again. Right, right. Because the guy, Carl Urban's character, I wish I remembered his name. He, he has a weird, uh, I don't think I can remember. Some sort of Russian sounding name. Yeah. But anyway, he's, he's the guy that messes up the initial mission in the first place and pins it on Bourne. And of course, he's got to go kill Bourne because he's got to tie it off. They love saying that too, mm-hmm. by the way. we got to yeah. tie this off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's the impetus for this movie. So she gets killed by the asset, and I love the scene, but I also hate the scene because you saw it coming, and it made it better. You saw it coming as soon as I they like, switched. Oh, are you, are you going to do it? I was like, Oh God, it? no! Uh... He's going to kill her. And then when it happens, you're just like, Oh! It it still breaks my heart. Because in the theater room, I was just like, I was emotionally wrecked watching that. I was emotionally wrecked. I watched the, it in the way movie. he's trying to revive her, and he just lets her like float movie. off into the water. In that like, green water, oh, and she just fades and there's away. And just that light coming in. Yeah. And he's trying his best. He knows she's dead, but he is just trying. Yeah. yeah. And then like that angelic float away, and you're just like, oh my god, that's so brutal. So it, it really. And then it right really away, he torches sad. his house. Yeah. But keeps the one the picture. One photo. The one photo. I'm getting picture. fucking emotional just thinking about it right now. You know, and he's it's, just fucked. And it, now, and now he's got to get to Berlin. It's so sad, but it needed to happen. Exactly. Exactly. The story needed that. To and happen. this is the part where I was getting it with the first movie. They ended it in a way where we didn't ever have to revisit Bourne and Marie. We never had to. No. Okay. But when they did, at no point was I just like, ugh. Why did they do this? It was like, okay, all right. And everything makes sense. Yeah. You know, none of it was just like, are you kidding me? All of it made sense. Um, and like, and then from there, he, you know, he goes through the Italian embassy, well, to get home. Mm-hmm. Or not to get home, but to, to go to Berlin. <laughs> I love that scene where he takes them out in that office room. Like the yeah. whole time he's just like, like this. And you got the one... <laughs> 
blowhard agent. He's just like, I don't know what you did. I don't care. One way or another, you're gonna play ball. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and we know, we know what the what shit this guy is gonna get into. But it's still just funny that like, cause you've seen blowhards like that where they're mm-hmm. just like, "Yep, I'm a CIA agent. You know, I'm stationed in Italy. I'm a big shot." And he's yeah. never come close to touching a guy on this level. Mm. You know? And then that whole quick scene just smack, smack, smack. Gun out. Okay, you guys are laid out. Now he's free. Yep. Clones the guy's phone, steals the cars, gets out of there. And then that's where he starts hearing from, from Pam Landy. Right. Joan Allen, so fucking good. Yeah, so he's having so the, the visions uh, or the flashbacks of a mission in Berlin mm-hmm. and she mentions he was in Berlin so he's like well I'm going to Berlin I yep. don't know what the hell's going on and yeah Joan Allen wow so good so good. and even better in Ultimatum but in this so damn good so good and I liked her because she starts off being like okay well we gotta get born we gotta get born we gotta get born and when she starts finding out some of the same stuff that we find out as Bourne finds out, we start. She starts doing the same thing where we go. We're like, well, we know because we watched the first movie. But mm-hmm. She starts going, well, hold on a second. We're not after Bourne. Like we can't kill him. Like why does everyone want to kill him? Because everyone's doing all this shady shit. Yeah. You know, and they. She's the only fucking good one. In and it. she's the only one that's sitting there saying like, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, she's great. And then of course that's the reason why they bring in. Uh, Julia Stiles' character because mm-hmm. exactly because she was, she the was only his other handler. From Treadstone, we find out that she was his handler and yeah. she was one of the castoffs from Treadstone that's still alive. Mm-hmm. You know, and they start looking at the books and they realize that Conklin had a personal fortune that was off the books, and that <clears throat> that was a big deal that he had with the Russian bad guy, yep. who of course is having Carl Urban. And I love that Carl Urban's character was they played him up like a nameless, nondescript assassin. Mm-hmm. He's actually a cop. Yeah. So that was great. Caught, no, uh, secret agent or secret something, right? Or a Russian, Russian secret special forces or something. Or something Not like that. special forces, but he was a higher up. Yeah, he was higher up. You know, and I thought that was great, you know. Because um, we'll get back to him. Because he disappeared. He kills He kills Marie and then Because he thinks he's, it's born. He's gone right till the end. Though. He thinks it's born. Yeah. He thinks born's dead. So it's he says done. it's done. He goes to parties in that all day Russian bar. Yeah. Yeah. He, and then, yeah, he's and that's gone it. You don't the see movie. the other character until, like, they start realizing that Bourne's alive. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Bourne is looking for other guys. He's looking for Treadstone. He thinks Treadstone's still yeah. alive. So he's looking for other exactly. agents Treadstone. And that takes him to the one guy's house. And they have that awesome fight scene. Yep. Where the guy's got the tie straps around it. And there's the Venetian blinds. And it's just brutal. Like, it's the first real fight scene, and it's just these two agents going at it, and the guy gets a knife, or rolls up a magazine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and you're just like, what? And he beats the fuck out of the guy with the magazine, and then ends up killing him, and you're just like, wow, this is so crazy. You know? Um, the fight scenes are definitely dialed up, and the hand cam, the shaky hand cam, I think, really adds to the frenetic fate, uh, pace of these fights. It does. 100%. You know, and like I said, too, like in the, when we're talking about identity, I like that because it's all hand cam, for the most part, you know, it and like, you, you're brought more in closer to him, so you're feeling 
how crazy it is that this guy's like, well, I've had flashbacks about Berlin. Mm-hmm. You're talking that I was in Berlin and I did all these things, but hold on a second, this doesn't make any sense. And now they're trying to rectify it. And of course, people are trying to kill him. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> um, and the interesting thing is the... Uh, the swears. There's actually swears in these movies. Only in the first two. Mm-hmm. Like in the first one, he says, fuck it, and tells her, I don't remember anything for the last two weeks, right? Up until the last two weeks. But then in this one, uh, we he's kidnapped Julia Stiles' character, uh, and he's got her by the gun, and he actually drops the F-bomb again. I remember, like, being surprised by this, because generally you're like... Well, you're allowed one fuck for every PG-13 movie. Oh, I did not know that. As a rule, you're allowed one fuck. You they have, certainly yeah. made it happen. You have two in there, it's restricted. Ah, okay. So they It's a made very it weird rule. But, yeah, but hence like, why Wolverine was able to say fuck in a lot of the X-Men movies. Okay, alright. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, I don't want to get too scatterbrained on this one, but like, I love that fight scene in, in the uh, guy's house. Yeah. You know, because it's just, it's brutal, but it's awesome because he has the magazine and then they end up using the power cord to choke him mm-hmm. out. Um, and it, what I also really liked was that it just, it felt like Bourne could lose at any point in time. Yeah. You know, and then at the end they have the scene where he's washing his hands and stuff, and you could just feel like I almost felt bad for him in these movies because he doesn't want this. Doesn't he doesn't want any of this? He wanted to have a happy life. You know, like even uh, at the end where he's got Abbott, right? I love how he doesn't kill him because he's like she wouldn't want me. He's just, but he's like I was halfway around the world. Mm -hmm. He's like, there's nowhere you could go that we wouldn't find you. You know. Murray was dead the second she got in that car, and you're just like, fuck, buddy, like, lay off him. Yeah. He knows this. He tried his best to just live that, and then, of course, it's the tape recording, right? And he's just like, she wouldn't want me to. And I love the look on Abbott's face where he's just like, he's like this, and then he just, <laughs> fuck, like, head down, he's like, son of a bitch. So, um, so many great scenes in this movie, too. Like, the, that fight scene is great, but I even love the, the uh, scene where he's got the sniper scope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and then and he says, like, uh, there was a girl in Paris. I want that girl. And they're just like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Shouldn't be too hard to find her. She's right beside you. I know. They're all like, what? What? <laughs> Look out the window. He's watching us. You know? And, yeah. And then that whole scene where, like, he, again, like, just so good at reading the scene, evading everybody. Like, you know? Yep. Um... I find, like, this one is a bit more believable, too. There isn't too many parts in this movie where I was just like, uh, what? It, it's way more believable. What? Way more. You um, know, like, even the, the that, car chase scene. So good. That car that chase, car chase is, is epic. So it is so fucking awesome. epic. When he's up on the rail getting pushed and he grabs that seatbelt and just holds on. Yeah. He's so, man. Like, so great. And then, like, he's he's got the guy, and, and Carl Urban's character dies. Mm-hmm. You know? And he, you could just, like, again, he's just like, ugh. You know? Uh, that part's awesome. Even the scene where... Oh, it's right after that scene, actually. Because then, now they're after him. Right, the And he goes to the train yard. Yeah. Like, to catch the train. And that's probably, out of the entire series, the train scene... Actually, that and the Waterloo Station and Ultimatum. Those are the probably the two closest like side by side scenes where I think it just totally encapsulate Bourne so perfectly. Where so he goes to the train 
and they're coming for him. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, he looks at the schedule, looks at his watch, books her, chases him. Like, they all chase him through this train state. He jumps off the bridge onto the <laughs> boat. Yeah. Fucks his leg up, hooks the bridge, climbs back up, and everyone's just like, what the hell is he doing? All just so we can get back on the train <laughs> and totally deke everyone out. Like, I just, it's so perfect because it's, it's ridiculously intelligent. Yeah. That he was, and, and also physically impressive that he was able to do it. And all he did was looked at the time, looked at his watch, and then deked everyone out. And it's just amazing. Like, it's mm-hmm. just awesome. So Yeah, he's always that one step ahead. Like, he, he can see, like, how everything's going to play out. Exactly. Exactly. And and the older I get and the way the world is where everyone's buried in their phones, I, I'm like, I want that more. And I'm really bad for my phone. Like, I, I'm at home and, like... Sometimes I wish that I could just put the phone anywhere else in the room sometimes because it's just like I don't need to constantly be looking or like, oh, I've got, you know, Michelle's watching a TV show that I'm not really too care uh, concerned about. Well, it's Let's play a video game, you know? Right. Like, Whereas before I would have pulled out a comic book or something. Yeah. Like the phone. Or you would have just watched whatever was on TV. Yeah, and, I would have like, I don't know, I watch You know, whatever. And, but... You know? I, I find that my attention span is shitty now compared to what I actually have to, like, I've been thinking, like, more and more, I'm like, okay, okay, like, like, and, oh, by the way, I'm wearing black and blue porn colors. That's what I did. Right. That's what I did. Very nice. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what to wear. I wore a Turbo Kid shirt. It's got nothing to do with porn. Nothing wrong with that. I have a black muscle top, but I'm not as chiseled as Born, and um, I'm Look, a little more hairier than him. I'm not either. Yeah, but you're not wearing the muscle top. No, that's right. I'm not wearing a muscle top. I need some flatty arm hair. But yeah, so like for like the guy just totally reads every surrounding yeah. perfectly and just is it manages to get out. But the other thing I do like though is that they always play it like there's the possibility that he might not get out. Even though like we're geared, we know the hero's gonna get out, there's always that half a second of doubt. Like in the car chase scene, you're just like up until he does the like the the seatbelt thing, you're thinking like I don't know how he's gonna get out of this. Maybe he won't. Mm-hmm. Then he does, right? And it's just uh, the one thing I will say though about supremacy, they do end it in a way that doesn't necessarily mean there's a sequel, but it's more of a sequel bait. It, the first it, it is a sequel bait, yeah. and it's funny that that end scene um, pops up in the like middle of Ultimatum, which I loved. Which I love. I was in when the you theater. See it just like kind of. I was in the. Th- theater with my girlfriend at the time and when that hit I literally was like that's for the that's for the last movie that's the end of supremacy that is awesome because they start when they start well I don't know are we done with supremacy or well we're talking about the ending we're talking about the ending so I mean it's kind of like that's the one where he goes like you should get some rest Landy you look tired and that's where she I know she's like what she says David Webb, like she gives him his name yeah. and then she gives him his birth date, mm-hmm. which I was like, that's awesome. That's so great that he, he now has that. Uh, real quick, though, one of the things that really bothers me about the books is they play the uh, David Webb aspect uh, and Jason Bourne aspects as almost separate personalities. Oh. So he's David Webb when he's teaching or when he's not in a mission, but then a bullet will miss his head and all of a sudden he shifts into Jason Bourne. And I remember just a couple of times I come across it in, uh, cause I, I occasionally I try to read the books again just yeah. cause I mean, 
there's so many of them. But every time it gets to that point, I'm just like, ah, I, I go back to the books or the movie, sorry, where I'm just like, I like that it's it's a part of him. Mm-hmm. Like the Bourne thing, you know, I don't think he could ever really truly be David Webb now because of where he's at. But I do like that she gave him a name. But I like that it's it's just who he is now. There's no separate identities, you know? Right, right. Or s- mentalities or personalities or whatever you want to call it, you know? But, <clears throat> um, who's the better bad guy in the first two? You had Conklin, Chris Cooper, and then you had Brian Cox as Abbott. Who do you think is the better bad guy? Uh, well, the most evil would probably be Abbott, for sure. Yep, um, I agree. But I really do like Conklin. I like Conklin, but I I but, have a but soft spot. I think a lot of that. I think a lot of it has to do with Chris Cooper playing Conklin. If it was another actor, I don't know if I would enjoy the role as much. But I don't know if he would have been as good, though. Exactly. You know. Because I really like Chris Cooper. Yeah. Um, um, he was in that movie. What's that movie? Traitor. With uh, Ryan Felipe. This is where it was like they were trying to do their own Bourne movie. Oh yeah, it's wow. not Trader though, because Trader's another born like movie with uh, Don Cheadle. Yes, yeah. right. Because yeah, you, you had a lot of treason, maybe. because you had a lot of those type of movies. You still coming. have them. They're still you coming. know like we talk about how it did change the genre for the better, but it also did lead into a number of pretenders. The Equalizer and John Wick, take it. These are all pretenders to the throne, so to speak. Taken lucked out by having a, a crazy cool premise that he hadn't seen in a while. Right. John Wick and John Wick 2 are like, I, I feel like they're very close to being on the same level. Well, I feel like they're on the same level as the Bourne movies. And I haven't seen the second yet, but I know for from what I've read that it really builds on the world of John Wick. And then yep. you realize, wow, this is actually like a really big fucking... Oh, yeah. Because they're talking like cinematic universe now for this. There's a TV show coming for it. Um, They're saying Atomic Blonde is actually in the same universe as John Wick. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, because it's the same director, right? Hmm. Okay. I'm going to have to watch Atomic Blonde, actually. You haven't seen it? Nope. It takes place in like the 80s. Yeah, I'm familiar with the the, the core premise, but just one of those things I haven't got around to yet. So, um, overall, absolutely phenomenal sequel. Mm-hmm. Like they, oh, they take everything from the first movie, build upon Step those things, expand it at the same time, you know, and then leads into Ultimatum. And Ultimatum, you see that that was the confusing part because when we watch Supremacy, we see the end in New York. Yep. Ultimatum starts before that New York scene back in Russia. Yep. So it's kind of like. Uh, and then the New York thing pops up in the middle of Ultimatum. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. I'm not done with Supremacy just yet. Oh! Because this is, like, probably one of the reasons why I love... Well, you say it as you're thinking about it, man, because I got cue cards. The scene where... Because we realize the flashbacks that he's been having is an off-the-books mission that he did. And he kills Nesky. I know where you're going with this. And Nesky is the reason why they... Uh, Framed born at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. was because Conklin and Abbott got born to kill Nesky because Nesky was trying to uh, get 
what was it, free oil or something like that? He was trying to do something where they were going to lose money. They ended up killing him and making money. Mm -hmm. And this is all like just dirty, off-the-records money. But it was supposed to be just Nesky. Nesky's wife wasn't supposed to be there. So now he had he improvised and made it look like Nesky's wife killed Nesky and herself. So he Bor finds out that they've got a kid. So he goes, he like literally like leaves his whole battle scene to find her just to say, hey, look, your mom didn't kill your dad and kill yourself. I did. The only reason I'm telling you this is because if I were you, I'd want to know. Wouldn't you want to know? You know? And I'm like... That poor girl's just crying. That poor girl's crying. She's through half her but life you that her feel... mom murdered her father. Exactly. So now, you're like, yeah, it's terrible that this can and this... And you're like, sitting there like, yeah. yep, I, I did it, you know? But he's telling you this because he wants her to spend the rest of her life knowing that it wasn't her mom who killed, you know, mm -hmm. her dad and then herself. It was him and that her parents weren't bad. Or her, her mom wasn't crazy. Yeah. Or whatever the hell she spent throughout the first part of her life. You know, and I was like, man, that's awesome. Like, I love that that was one of the ending scenes. And this is all because Marie changed him for the better. Exactly. Like, I think that if it wasn't for Marie, he would have uh, went through the first movie. Mm -hmm. And then I think he would have just probably went into hiding. You know, he wouldn't have, like, had that however long... Two years. Two years, yeah. Of, uh, of a life of with her, you know. <clears throat> and yeah, I, I honestly don't think he would have went that extra step to say, hey, look, this is just so you know. Yeah. You know? So two years of happiness and they took it away from him. Yeah. And then you just fucking root for them. Like, is, that, is that what you thought I was talking about when I was going into this? Oh, yeah, Nesky. As soon as you started, I was like, oh, the whole reason he was in Russia. Yeah, the that whole poor reason. Girl. Yeah. You know, like, just so great. So great. And... It's, again, one of those things where you're just like, man, you know, like, yeah, he was a bad dude, but he's not anymore. He's mm. not that guy anymore. He's something different. Yeah. And that was awesome. Yeah. Definitely redeeming himself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right with Ultimatum. They start in Russia. Ultimatum? Yeah, they start in Russia. Uh, Ultimatum, again, I loved it in the theater. I loved it two, three, four times I watched it on video. Then didn't watch it for years again. Watched it again last week. It is still one of the best action movies I've seen in my life. Exactly. It is still one of the best. It is so fucking good. It's just, it's two hours, again, and this rarely happens where I watch a movie and I'm smiling the whole fucking time. Yeah. Because we're talking about exactly. how my uh, attention spans kind of dwindled over the years thank you to technology. And, most, and partly you. I didn't touch my fucking phone during that movie. I know. I, I didn't even want to look at it. I was so into that movie. And it makes me think, too, um, talking about phones, I find this really interesting. Um, more so with Jason Bourne later, because Jason Bourne takes place, what, 10 years after Ultimate? Is Almost. that what they kind of went with? Almost. Almost a decade or so? Something, yeah, because I, th I think it's actually like seven or eight years. So then you have Legacy in there, which kind of intersects with Ultimatum. Yep. Is seeing the technology change from identity to Jason Bourne? Yeah. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Incredible. Well, like, and ultimately, in fell the in that first, middle part. in Identity, the first like uh, CIA nest, right? Yeah, it's big, just like huge a weird fucking office building, computer monitors. and they're all cramped together. But then yeah. you look in Supremacy, 
Now it's like a, a nice, opening it's up. sleek, and then mm-hmm. you get to ultimatum. It's even sleeker. Yeah. Hey, you got flat screen monitors now. You know, like, and I and I'm watching this going, man. I remember all this technology changing, and it's weird to see it changing in this yeah, universe. Exactly, exactly. Um, um I like yeah. the way they open it with the uh, born going to see Marie's brother. Me too. You know. Me too. And which yeah. is Daniel Bruhl. Yeah. Again, I know. I'm seeing all these actors in these horror movies that you know. at the time were nobodies, and now I'm like, oh, you're the guy that fucked up Captain American Iron Man's life. <laughs> I love that, like, he's just like, I always knew this was going to happen. You know, and Bourne's just like, Bree didn't believe that. You know, and then he's just like, so what, what happens now? He's like, somebody started this. I'm going to finish it. And I was just like, okay, all right. Because, you know, like, after the second movie, you realize there's nothing he can do until it's officially tied off as yeah. they say you know and then they have that whole uh the reporter story yep where there's a leak someone's talking about black briar which they mentioned black briar at the end of identity okay because they shut down treadstone and yeah. abbott just says real quick oh so you know black briar and then they they seem kind of somewhere else so we we don't hear about black briar again until ultimatum you know and that's just treadstone Upgrade, as they say, right yeah. away. You know, yeah. Two point um, <clears throat> I even just that, like all of a sudden, you get the buzzwords. Like the reporter says, like Black Briar, and then all of a sudden the computers light up, right? And it's just like, wait, if you get a buzzword, and you're just like, that's right, that's the world we live in, where you could be on the phone and you could say bomb, and people are gonna suddenly that word gets flagged, and now your conversation is being listened in. It's crazy. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know about Thunder Bay so much. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, it's getting to that point, right? But uh, that also, like, that whole beginning sequence leads into the Waterloo Station. Yeah, that's uh, Edgar Ramirez, who's that um, assassin during that Waterloo Station scene. <clears throat> Very cool scene. Amazing. Very cool. I really. How he's in that fucking. That. Um, Picture that's not, yeah, uh, billboard, that adver- that the billboard that's changing, that's, so it's two different and, and Bourne looks up at it and he's like, That's where I would I be. I love right away where uh, Bourne calls the guy on the other person's phone because he knows the CIA is tracking him. Yeah, because he read an article where he's name dropped Jason Bourne, he's name dropped Black Briar, you know, he's even name dropped Marie. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, Oh, dude, why? You yeah. know. So he calls from the other guy's phone, and they're like, get that phone. I thought we had his phone tapped and all this other stuff. But then the first meeting is him uh, born dropping the phone in the guy's pocket. And then from there does that whole sequence where it's like, okay, you're going to go at the bus stop. There's a guy with a hood up. You're going to turn your back to him, you know? Yeah, make it look like that's who you're talking to. Right, and when the bus comes, you're going to take 20 steps to your left when I tell you to, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And just, again, like we talked about it in the last two movies where he's incredibly aware and he's always one step ahead. Well, I think the one, one of the reasons why I like the Waterloo Station so much is because, like they said, like it's a, you know, an intelligence nightmare. You can't ever block off everything. And, you know, there's people everywhere. And sure, there's cameras everywhere. But, like, he's one step ahead. He's like, just stay on that path, stay on that path, right? Because up until that point, the guys don't know Bourne is here. They don't even know that he's still alive. Yeah. Right? They just want to get this reporter, find out who's telling him this stuff, right? 
And then it's only until the reporter freaks out and is like, no, it's the garbage man, the bin man. <laughs> it's the bin man. He's, he's grabbing a gun and he just <laughs> freaks out and takes off that they, they find him. They actually see him and they're like, oh, there he is. You know, and now Bourne has got to save him. And that fight scene in Stairwell is awesome. Oh, yeah. Beats the fuck out of them. And then what What line do we get? Jesus Christ. That's Jason Bourne. <laughs> I'm waiting so long just to say that line. But, like, I just... <laughs> it's so awesome that, like, he shows up and it's just like John Wick where they yeah. shit their pants. Like, <laughs> like, he's still oh. fucking alive. But I still like it that when they see him, then all of a sudden, uh, what's his name? Noah Vosey, the new new bad guy yeah, uh, for Black Briar. David uh, Strathairn. Or Strathairn. Yeah. An excellent, amazing actor. Always a secondary actor. Mm-hmm. Never. And Ezra Miller. He's the other guy. Not Ezra Miller, but the, uh, the other head guy was Ezra. Um, what is his name? Oh, Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn, yes. Right. Yeah. Stick from New York. That's right, yeah. Um, he's the yeah. the higher, he's the Abbott character mm-hmm. to Straight Aaron's Conklin character. But both really good. But like, um, so like, of course, now he's looking at it like, I'm going to finally be the guy that takes down Bourne, yeah. right? And they call in who? Pamela Landy, because she almost got him last time. And yeah. now she's an expert. And it's one of my favorite scenes where they have that breakfast thing. And she just has coffee, and he has, like, an egg white omelet. <clears throat> and he's like, hey, you know, like, work with me, blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, whatever. Enjoy your egg whites. And it's just such a subtle little <laughs> kick in the nads, like, you're not a real man. <laughs> I don't see you as a real man. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying anyone who eats egg white omelets isn't a real man, but I just love that that's her line, like, enjoy your egg whites, pussy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, she was so good in Supremacy, she's even better in Ultimate. She's way more, way more better. And she's almost pulling like a Bourne where she's seeing the steps ahead. Exactly. Like, yeah. she's starting to. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, so, well, I mean, like, what do you got under? Because, like I said, I would dominate. Like, I'm going to try not to dominate. Well, okay, I, I make I make the, the point. It's one of the best action movies ever. And easily uh, my favorite Bourne movie. So... There you go. You, you know, you know what my number one's going to be. Supremacy is my favorite. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> Supremacy is my favorite. Wow. Okay. Ultimatum is like a very close second. Yeah. But Supremacy is my favorite. Supremacy is fucking yeah. good, though. Um, the entire supporting cast, again, um, Albert Finney is uh, Hirsch, right? Yes. Yes. He's excellent in this. Yeah. I mean, every, well, everyone. Everyone is excellent in these movies. Oh, they really No are. one is bad in these movies. Um, but it was a very... I enjoyed the character and the way he was portrayed. The Morocco scene on the rooftops? Oh, yeah. I'm getting to that part. Do-do-do-do-do. Uh, nope. I thought I wrote that guy's name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Desh? Desh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joey just... Ansa. I've never heard of this guy in my life. No. That guy is my favorite villain in the whole series. Because that whole sequence, that whole sequence of the fight, everything about that sequence and that fight, that's my favorite in the entire Born universe. It's it is so. It good. stands it's out so and good, it, and it beats my my second, which would be the Carl Urban scene at the end of Supremacy. Yeah, um, I that is that one too. of my favorite sequences too, because you've got uh, it's fucking nuts, and it's huge. It's huge. Like it's, you've got 
He's Dash, chasing Net Nikki. He's chasing Nikki. Bourne's chasing him. And he doesn't know Bourne's alive. Cops are chasing Bourne. Like it's exactly. crazy. Exactly. And it's through the streets of Morocco. Yeah. So you've got crowds, you know. Um, and there's all these just these little quick things that Bourne does that you're just like, of course Bourne would do that. Of course Bourne would grab some paint cans or uh, spray paint cans, throw them in the garbage so that it explodes, like the, the lit garbage, so that explodes. So those guys fuck it off so he can start, you know, chasing after even quicker. But even just the, uh, the motorcycle parts, like there's so much to this. He's on a motorcycle, the explosion hits, you know, that mm -hmm. Desh deked him out on. Mm-hmm. Kills uh, the the CIA bull, right? <clears throat> and then we fast like just the whole running off the, the rooftops. Like yeah. even the part where he's crazy. booking her, grabs this, grabs that piece of clothing so that he can flip over the uh, broken glass on the edge of the other building, mm -hmm. just so that he can start now jumping through the windows just to get to her. Mm -hmm. You know, like. It's so awesome. And then once he finally gets to Desh and cuts him off from Nikki, they have the most brutal fight scene. That fight scene is so fucking brutal. It's hard hitting. It's gritty. It's like, ugh. It's cringy. You're feeling every like, hit. <laughs> I love the fight scene in Supremacy where he fights the other agent and uh, like I told you, with yeah. the Venetian blinds and everything. I love that scene. I, I was like, man, I don't know how they're going to top it. They not only top it, they annihilate it. Yeah. You know, like there's a candlestick that he ends up using a book to block and then uses the book to just start hammering him. Like, I'm just like, oh, this is so gross. I know. Then they go to the bathroom and the bathroom is one of those scary places to fight because it's all that porcelain, mm -hmm. you know, and he's got the towel now and he's dodging the guy's knife and then they just, oh, and then finally he chokes him out. I know. It's so fucking intense you know and then it leads into the 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 scene where now you find out that marie not only was she a handler but she hints that she and Bourne were kind of maybe a little bit more than friends before he went nuts oh nikki yeah sorry nikki what nikki. did i say, did I say marie. Marie? right because nikki. they do that um, mirror scene where and i really like that too i i like the partnership between nikki and, and Bourne in this yeah i enjoy seeing her grow a little more in every movie to the point where she in this was well, like even right at the beginning where he finds her yeah like he goes to the building for the the cia mole because he sees the pictures of mm -hmm. that guy and hirsch so he goes to that building and uh <laughs> Uh, again, one step ahead of those dudes, and they've got the camera on their guns, and they're looking for Bourne. Mm -hmm. And then there's that whole like light sequence under the door, and they think, "Ah, that's you!" Bam, 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 and it's literally a flashlight on a fan, and you're like, "Man, this guy is too good." Yeah, that's a great scene. And then of course she helps him, and yeah, like I said, or like you said too, like she they expand her role, but none of it feels forced. No, you know, no, because at the end of the day, she's just she's a handler still. Yeah. You know, like, you know? she's helping him out. I love the everything. part where she just goes, it was harder with you. Yeah. You know, and then immediately the look on her face, she doesn't say, because, you know, we banged so much exactly. beforehand. It was just, it was harder with you. And she looks at, like, the look on her face is just, because she looks at him, and he's staring at his hands. Because he just finished saying, like, I see all their faces. Yeah. Every single person I killed, you know, and you're like, they were... Something was going on. There was something, yeah. And I, you know, we I don't know really, what. We never I really, really find that. out. And I was just like, man, that's awesome. And then they have that Marie-esque scene where he's like, oh, now you got to change your hair color. Now yeah. you got to cut your hair. You know? <laughs> the same style she did in the first movie. 
Same color, same length. And then finally he goes home. He goes to the U.S. of A. He yeah. goes to New York. Born comes home. I think that was actually the slogan. That was the slogan. That was the slogan. Born comes home. <clears throat> Even that boat ride, too, that are together. And he's just looking off in the water. And she's looking at him because, you know, something happened. Yeah. Right? The whole sequence in New York is also awesome. like Because that's where you find out that's where they ended supremacy. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, oh. Holy shit. Oh, and, that, and Noah is in the room right next door. And exactly, exactly. And then it's even cooler, too, when you find out, like, the date of the birth date that she that gave, she him, gave him, was him was actually an address. Not, it was the address of the building. Yeah. You know, and you're like, like, so she gets, like, getting back to Lanny, she gets, like, she dials it up. But uh, that final, like, car scene is insane where he's in the cop car and they just destroy New York mm -hmm. but destroy each other and it's like that is probably my favorite car scene ever. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is so good. And it's surprising that they, they started to use that as like a Bond or a Jason Bourne movie trope where it had to have a car crash scene like a big huge car scene because Supremacy had it and in this one they have the same thing but in this instance Bourne lets the asset live. You know, he doesn't kill him. He had him dead to rights. He was going to kill Urban. I feel like he was going to kill Urban. He, he, I don't think he was. I, I feel like he was going to kill Urban if Urban made an attempt at that point. He would have. He would have. Because he would have had but, to. Yeah. But, he, at that point, supremacy, he was like, Marie didn't want this. Exactly. You killed her, but she still wouldn't want me you to know, kill you. And uh, so he lets the asset live. Because, and he goes to Hirsch. He wants he wants these answers, yeah. you know? And the stuff with Bosey, yeah, Noah Bosey, Bosey, whatever. Something like that. Straight hair, straight hair or whatever. The stuff with him is great, but, yeah. uh, like, I, I love the scene where he calls, because uh, they do that fake out where he sends Landy to the park, they all follow her, then he calls from his office. Yeah. And it's like, Noah Bosey, tape recorder, opens up the safe and everything, like, you're just like, oh my god, but I love it when he's just like, well, you should come by my office, we'll talk about it in person. Oh, I doubt that, because if if you were in your office, we'd be in person, we'd be talking in person. Yeah, we'd be like, having this conversation. <laughs> you are I know. ballsy I love and it. awesome. And they're all like, Jesus, get back. Yeah, pull a U-turn, and they, yeah. all, they all fuck off, and then finally, like, it just leads up to the, uh, the final, uh, Final boss, so to speak, with Hirsch. The final boss. You know? And it's great. I love it because this is where he kind of, like, it kind of throws a spanner in the works because up until this point, like, you're like, okay, like, you know, he's a good guy and stuff like this, but yeah. I love the reveal that he willingly signed up for this. Mm -hmm. Sure, you know, they use those brainwash techniques to really make him into born, but he ultimately wanted this. And I think that's one of those things where it almost, like, it makes you kind of go, oh, yeah, but still, like, I know you're complaining about all the shit they've done to you, but you signed up for this. Yeah. On some level, you had to know. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one of those things where it really works. You know, it's not as black and white as they lead you to believe. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, how else would he have done this? Yeah, He's you're not a victim this. in this. Like, you, That's right. you put yourself there one time, whether you remember or not. You, and Abbott said the you same. And Abbott this. said it. We talked about this, where he goes, she was dead the moment she got in that car. And 
on some level Bill realizes this. Yeah. And <clears throat> and I think that's part of the, the reason why it's just it's it is really tragic. Like it's a it's an uplifting ending because it also ends with him in the water. That ending. Yep. Give me chills. You know, and they talk about how Blackfriar and all this stuff has been brought up because uh, Landy faxes all that top secret documents to uh, to the press, and <clears throat> it's just crazy. And then, and then when he walks in, and she's like, "You better get yourself a good lawyer or something." Yeah. He sees the fax on the and he's just like, "He's just like son of a bitch." Doesn't kill her or anything because he's just like everything's over. What's the point? Everything's over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and all this stuff comes to light, and they do those press conferences and stuff, and yeah. you know, the Ezra character is he's the head right. of the CIA, and you get he's, to kind of see like what else happened with him and Legacy later on, which I like. exactly, exactly. So, uh, so I mean, yeah, like to tie that off at that point, like it starts with him in the water, ends with him, in the ends water. with him in the water. Takes off and you have Marie like or not Marie uh, Nikki smiling because they didn't find the body. Well, they, the body fell in and then they're just they're they're holding on the body and it's well, not because, moving because you had the scene where like the assets got born dead to rights. Right, and, and he, he's he, just like he says it too. He's like, see what they make us give, mm-hmm. you know? Because the guy's freaking out. He's like, you had me. Like, why did you kill me? And he's just like, yeah, do you even know what so. you're fighting for? Like, do you even know why they want me dead? Yeah, you know. And then exactly. of course. Strahan, the guy drops yeah. his gun, and then Strahair, uh is the one that fires Boom. the shot, so we don't know if he's been shot or not. Because then he goes in the water, and while he's in the water, and it, and it's focused on him, they're going back and forth That's between right. Nikki watching the news and everything. Yeah. Jason Bourne, oh. blah, 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 in the water, the body has not been found, and then she just, she smiles. She smiles, he and starts then, to then, swim. And then he starts swimming. Moby hits. <laughs> Moby hits. You know, and you're like, <laughs> oh, man. And, Boom, I'm fucking covered in chill. Look at man. You know what the I best part about right now, every dude. one of those movies, though? What? You watch those movies, suddenly you're like looking at things around the house and you're going, yep, that's a weapon, that's a weapon, that's a weapon. <laughs> I don't care if I'm in my mid-30s, rapidly approaching 40. Yeah. I'm fucking Jason Bourne. I'm fucking Jason Bourne. Fucking, mm-hmm. you know, if Matt yep. Damon can do it, so can I. Yep. Fucking right. <laughs> I was actually, did I tell you this? I was told uh, that I looked like Matt Damon. Did I tell you this? Really? Someone told me I looked like Matt Damon. Hold on, hold on. In Team America. Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's almost beat for beat how... You're probably just like, that's a great compliment. Wow, you just kicked me in the ball. I swear to God, this was... This Quit is, Mercier. <laughs> this is literally how it happened. Matt Damon. This, uh, it was at Sears. This guy I worked with was just like, yeah, one of my friends thinks you look kind of like uh, Matt Damon. I was like, oh. Oh, well, that's, okay, that's awesome. kind of cool, and it was like, yeah, like, uh, from Team America, and I went, oh. <laughs> You're the handicapped puppet, Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even like, like Alec Baldwin, it's Matt Damon, like, his only line is Matt Damon. So, yeah, so at least, so for three or four seconds, I was like, oh, that's actually kind of. Oh shit! Oh well, fuck me. Oh. So. <laughs> oh, that's a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a good laugh. So anyway, the Born Legacy. Yeah. <laughs> right out of the gates, I'm gonna say this: least favorite of the Born movies. Yeah, 100. percent This is the weakest link in the series. But time has changed for me. Okay, because for the longest time, I didn't like anything in this movie. I've said before, and I'll 
say it again, like, I think it would have been a better movie if it wasn't the Born Legacy, if it had no ties to exactly. Born. If it wasn't Born, if it had any other title, <clears throat> this would be a really good action movie. However, having said that, when I rewatched it with, like, and total clean slate, like, just saying, okay, look, because I love Jeremy Renner. I think he's great. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and everyone, again, everyone in this movie's great. You know what I mean? Uh, the first hour of the movie is actually really good. It's really good, and it's really different from anything in the trilogy. That's right, and I think that's one of the things where at the, when I first watched it, I was, because you're obviously comparing it. It feels totally different. And you're comparing it, and part yeah. of it, you're also comparing it in a negative light, because you really just wanted to see another Jason Bourne movie. You right. didn't want to see Bourne Light, or mm -hmm. Bourne Jr., or Aaron Cross. Yeah. You know. Don't cross Aaron Cross. Yeah. You know, and never mind the fact that isn't Aaron Cross like one of those, uh, he's actually a, a star of his own book series? Is he? Is it the author from Kiss the Girls or? Oh, that's Alex Cross. Alex Cross, okay. Don't cross him either. I wouldn't. I would that's cross Morgan Freeman. It is Morgan Freeman. It's also Tyler Perry. I'd cross Tyler Perry. I would cross Tyler Perry. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Fuck you, Tyler Perry, your stupid movies. Like, I'm, I'm like under five feet. Yeah. He's six four or whatever. Yeah. I would I would cross him. Yeah, he's actually really tall. He's he's I'd get up on a chair and just be like, "Thanks for my day, mm -hmm. prick." Yeah, I mean, I'll give him credit for hiring exclusively black casts. That's great. Other than that, fuck you, Tyler Perry. Yeah, you also brought Baxter uh, to life in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that movie exists. That's right. Um, but yeah. So anyway, How do we get Tyler Perry. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, Alex Cross. Oh no. Aaron Cross. <laughs> anyway, Cross. so like right up until uh, Aaron Cross kidnaps Rachel Wise's character mm -hmm. to make more chems. Yeah. I actually like the movie. Okay. For the same reasons why I think I didn't like it in the first place because Aaron Cross or Renner's character is very different from Bourne. Yeah, he's not trying to be. He's not trying. He's not to, copying that character. That at all. He's his own thing. Like he's kind of cocky. So he he doesn't shut up. Mm -hmm. You know he keeps talking, which I was I thought was a really nice touch. Yeah, because that whole opening with Oscar Isaac in the cabin, I enjoyed the heck out of it. It was great, and it's also great because it's Oscar Isaac, and you're like, oh wow. Again though, like you know Oscar Isaac. When I watched that movie originally, I was like, oh, who's this whatever, guy? Whatever. But later on, I'm like, fuck, I love this guy's acting. Yeah, so cool so, to see him. But like, okay, so first of all, we have the first inklings of it being linked to Bourne because it's after Ultimatum or it's during Ultimatum. Mm -hmm. So stuff is happening during Ultimatum. But while that's happening, Renner is doing a trek through the mountains, mm -hmm. you know? So, and he's being tailed by wolves and stuff. So that's kind of cool. But you see him doing blood work. You see him taking these pills. You're just like, I don't know what the hell's going on. And I, I remember before we did this and I said, you know, you could do a drinking game with chems for how many times they use the word chems in this movie. Yeah. And, I, I wanted to do it because I wanted to be like, yeah, I got smashed. I said in. we fucking do it. But I didn't do it because I was just like, that's a lot of chems. Like, they say chems a lot. We're going to need a few bottles. I think I'd be smashed in the first half hour. We should do it. We're going to have to. Who wants we'll to see it. that? You want to see that? We'll do that. <laughs> yeah. We'll do Drunken Camcast. The, the drunken Camcast. Yeah. Camcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, so the sequence where yeah. he's going through just to get to Oscar Isaac to the safe house mm -hmm. is actually like visually awesome because you don't see a lot of uh, scenes set in the winter. 
right? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's great. Um, but like once he, he runs into Oscar Isaac's character, like that whole sequence, it dials it down a bit, but it's still kind of cool because you start to see some of the other background board characters, or even Ed Norton's character with Stacy Keach trying to figure out yeah. how to continue what they're doing because they're in the ramifications of uh, of Horn and Landy throwing everything out. And that's one of the first times you hear Landy being branded a traitor, mm. you know, because she went against her government and said, this is what we're doing. Now, you know, right. <clears throat> um, right away though, I still don't like the idea that they were making, uh, born out of chemicals, you know, like they were, yeah, you know, kind of weird. It, it, it almost felt like, especially in the lab scene, where Rachel Wyatt, everyone's getting shot, it felt like a zombie movie. It did. I felt like I was watching the beginning of a zombie movie. Like, and I mean, I I, I like that they referenced that, well, Borg, Borg does this without the camps. This is his charts and stuff like that. Like, he's doing this without this stuff. And I, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. But then you get to that part, and it's almost a little bit, almost it does kind of take me out of the movie a bit because you're just like yeah but i mean chems like uh pills and re retroviruses and stuff and i was yeah. like i don't i like because you had all the other assets in the other three movies mm -hmm. who were just like him they went through the same training yeah you know what i mean they just didn't go through the amnesia they still wanted to do this stuff mm -hmm. now you got these guys with chems and stuff the uh even the the house scene like where he saves her in the house, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a different type of scenario. Like Bourne would have obviously done it different, but Aaron Cross did it this way, and it's still really cool. But uh, the chem stuff really bothered me. I even don't like the reveal where uh, Aaron Cross is dumb. Like his original character, because his name's not Aaron Cross. Yeah. That's his, uh, his asset handle. Yeah, his Bourne name. But I didn't like, like, they tried to do, like, a Bourne-esque reveal, and it turned out that he was just really stupid. So they gave him the chems, and he went through the programs, and now he's really smart. <laughs> but that's what it is, though. That's what it is. They punched his IQ, remember? Like, his You're a his fucking sports. idiot. And I remember just being like, oh, that's, that's how I'm supposed to be endeared to you? Because he's not, like, a really likable guy. Like, he kidnaps her for these chems. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, it's not like, uh, like, Bourne and Marie, where you're just, like, you see the connection. You know, it starts off like, okay, well, this is just a business transaction. Mm -hmm. And then it does this, whereas in this one, he flat out kidnaps her. He's pricked her. And then she falls in love with him for what reason? Yeah. You know, like, that's yeah. where I'm getting at. Where that part, I was like, ugh. I didn't like the reliance on Kim's. I did like that once they got him away from that, we never heard about it again. I know. You know, like, that was it. So if you can stay sober to that point... We'll be passed out by that point. <laughs> then you'll never get drunk watching this movie. But, like, um, there's a couple other things that uh, I wanted to touch upon. Actually, that's pretty much it. Like, in terms of what I liked was everything leading up to that point where he kidnaps her. Because then after that, it just feels like, Born's greatest hits, but really poorly done. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> the and especially too because you with the heightened security, they were able to get from America to somewhere in Korea <laughs> where this plant is without being caught. And I was like, that makes no sense because 
She does nothing really to change her appearance. He puts glasses on, and unless you're in a DC movie, it doesn't fucking work. If I put glasses on, people aren't going to go, where did Chris go? Yeah. They're going to go, oh, Chris, I didn't know you wore glasses. You look like Matt Damon in Team America with well, glasses on. But you're, wow. you're, you're a smarter Matt Damon. Yeah, you are a much more smarter looking Matt Damon. Anyway, but like, uh, but yeah, and even the, the Larks program, or that was that the guy's name, Larks? The Korean bad guy that was chasing after Yeah, him. yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm going to be honest, I looked at my phone a couple times during this movie. Yep. Yeah, I was like, it's a good action movie. It's a pretty poor born movie. It's a it's a poor born movie because they really tried to make it a born movie. Yeah, because they got to well, Doug Liman. We talked about him. Like in terms of the act, like even the directing, I was like, ah, is it just in this movie? Yeah. Well, Tony, Tony Gilroy directed. That's right. That's he's, right. He's, he stepped up to direct. That's right. But so, I feel so like, I give him huge kudos. I mean, he's, he's not basing this off a book like the other three. For the first hour, I'll give huge kudos. You know, um, and he did a decent, he did a good job directing. The he did a good well, job well directing. directing. It's it, towards the, it's because the, towards the end, I feel like somebody stepped in and said, "Okay, so we need this, we need this, we need this," mm. and he was in no position to say no. Yeah, you know. Um, and partly because, like, he scripted the first Born, and he had a hand in scripting the other two Borns. So, I mean, this is a guy, like, because if I remember correctly, he, he's the guy that's been wanting to get a Born movie made for a long time. Because oh. he read the book and was like, we need this movie made. It was all him that kicked off. So, series. I can understand him just kind of being like, okay, fine, you know, yeah. and, and putting his own stamp on it, and that's all well and good. It's just, it's, it's a shame that... It's a shame that the movie ends up the way it ends up. Because, mm. like, uh, the only part that I really perked up on uh, was the poor man's born rooftop scene, which still visually looked cool, mm -hmm. even though in my head I was just like, I've seen it done way better. Yeah. But the part where he slides to the through the two buildings, which I thought was really cool, and saves her at that point. I was like, okay, that's cool. That's a stunt that stands on its own merits. Um, now, like, I, and I purposely didn't mention this in the previous three, was one of the things that separates this one from the other Bourne movies is obviously this is a guy that's, you know, he never knew, he never not wanted to be a spy. He, right. was, he was all in, and it's only because of Bourne's actions that he was going to be killed in the first place, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but he has no concerns about killing anybody. Whereas if you look at the body count, Bourne's body count is the highest in identity and the lowest in ultimatum. Because, like you said, because of Marie. Right. I think he kills a total of nine people in the entire three movies. I believe it. And most of it, I think that it's five in the first one, two in each subsequent one. And it's only people that he has to kill. Yeah. It's no one else, right? Aaron Cross, I didn't do the count just because I didn't care enough to, but he's a little bit more freewheeling with it. But, I mean, that's fine because it's his character. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that he's supposed to be. Uh, I The one that stuck out for me was Rachel Wise being in this movie. Mm. Stuck out like a sore thumb. <coughs> uh, 
Walk the tree. Walk the no. <clears throat> May the gods bless him. I'm already blessed by the oh. gods. Anyway, so it was weird that she did the movie. Like I remember just thinking, like, oh, that's so weird that she's in this movie. But like I said too, like her character's really like I, I mean, there's parts where I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like, when she says stuff like, I, I don't know, I don't know, they just told me this part, this is all I know, right? But the whole falling in love with him scene, like, that part was just, why did we, we didn't need it. I like Rachel Wise, but I, did, I, like I also found it weird that she was in this. It's the fourth movie in a franchise. She's made it clear that she doesn't want to do any more franchises, hence not returning for the third mummy, you know? And then she did this, and I... I don't know. And the way they ended, like, they're clearly together. Mm-hmm. And the way they ended, they're clearly together. Uh, it doesn't earn the Moby ending, though. No, but you get it anyway. You get it anyway. But, like, <laughs> but even that part there, like, when they're on the boat and they're trying to figure out their next move, it's like, what other move could you possibly have? Mm-hmm. Like, his only move is really to go back to his previous bosses and just be like, hey, you tried to kill me. You didn't. I'm still willing to work for you. The ending on the boat with the girl totally remind me of a Bond ending. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was exactly. the most Bond ending of all the Bond movies. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. You know. But, uh, yeah, like, I mean, the chem stuff really, it still bugs me, even though, like, far enough removed, the first hour is still really good. Like I said, right up until he kidnaps her, I'm just like, ugh. You know, and especially because, like I mentioned in the book and even in the original Born movie in the 1980s he kidnaps her and, and I remember like just thinking to myself yeah but if I'm kidnapped like if my wife kidnaps me right mm-hmm. and is basically saying I'm going to kill you unless you take me here well it's, I probably won't really with my wife I probably would someone else completely <laughs> completely I'm just saying this because she watched this oh whoa oh, whoa oh, Whoa! Are you hearing this, Michelle? What's it like being married to Puppet Matt Damon? The greatest move she's ever made. Really? I'm answering for her. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) But, but like, okay, like, if I'm being kidnapped, I find it really hard to believe that I'm going to fall in love with somebody just because they saved my life. The same person uh, who endangered my life to begin with. Mm -hmm. My life would not have had any problems had you not kidnapped me. But now, you saved my life. I love you. I like too. And maybe, oh, I think you're right you got really into that. I was... But I guess it's it's the same sort of trope mm-hmm. you see in movies all the time where I'm just like, yeah, but you started off here. How do you get to here? This yeah. doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things. I think if that was flushed out better, I, I don't think I would have been. Yeah, everything, everything about the previous trilogy is a lot more natural. Especially because, like I said, the first hour works really well. And then as soon as he kidnaps her, then it seems like everything's happening yeah. like this. Quick, right, and quick. it's just like, and I didn't even care enough to follow hardly. Like even when you get to the final scene where they're they're getting chased on the motorcycle, visually it's cool. I've seen stuff like that before. Yeah, that's you know it's nothing too crazy. Pretty boring. And uh, chase scene. You also coming off of three movies where they each movie had at least one crazy fight scene. Yeah, you don't have that. You don't. You know what I mean? You so do like, have a pretty cool wolf scene. You do have a pretty I cool wolf I love that wolf scene, scene where he, he puts his tracker in the wolf. Yeah. It is cool. There's no way around it. And the wolf gets blown up. Yeah. It's cool. It's it's really cool. Like that. Like I said, like in 
looking back at it and watching it now, yeah. if that movie came on and it was the first half, I'd watch the first half. Mm. Once it got to the second half, I'd probably be looking at my phone or trying to find something else on. And ultimately, if I couldn't find anything else, I'd leave it on. You know, um, because Renner still does a good job. It's just, if you're going to call yourself the Born Legacy, you know, hit more of the templates. Don't just show Born in one part. Yeah. You know, with and, the title, I kind of wish Born Legacy, if they're going to follow another character, it would have been coming off the aftermath of what Born did. Yeah. Rather than this is what's happening over here at the same time. And then ultimately, this is happening because of what happened. Right. You know, because it's like right at the beginning, it's during Ultimatum, and then within, I think, 10 or 20 minutes, it's after Ultimatum, and then the movie progresses. Because what's the new program in Jason Bourne that they're talking about? That it's the new Treads thing. Oh, ah, man. I forget the name of it. But anyway, if. If this, if the legacy would have taken place after Ultimatum rather than during it, they could have had Aaron Cross being a part of that new program that that's we right. talk about that's later right. on. Um, he could be part of this program that's being built. Because it was, yeah, there was that Blue Sky or whatever, not Blue Sky, yeah, but uh, the name of it. that uh, Facebook type thing. <clears throat> and then there was the covert yeah, thing underneath it. Yeah, happening. Yeah. Um, well, Overall, I don't have anything else with Legacy. I'm done with Legacy, too. Uh, it's, it is, like I said... It is what it is. Favorite. It's... I mean, they wanted Bourne to be a franchise. Yep. But Matt Damon wasn't going to return without Paul Greengrass. Greengrass didn't want to return. But they also, the way they ended Ultimatum... It was a beautiful ending. It was an ending. It was an ending. Yes, I wanted more Jason Bourne, but if I didn't get more Jason Bourne, I got a hell of a Yeah, and, that, and that's how I felt with every one of the movies. Because, like, a good trilogy each movie has a beginning middle and end mm -hmm. but each movie is the beginning the middle and the end you exactly. Know what I mean? exactly and that's exactly what we got here this franchise could have ended after the first one the second one the third one we didn't have to ever have any more of these movies and it would have been perfect i i, I kind of feel like if they wanted born to be a franchise they should have went the bond route yeah damon didn't want to return recast the character keep going uh, but okay, and we'll get in. And so now we're we're hitting Jason Bourne. We'll go right into Jason Bourne now. First of all, nine the fact years that nine it was years. called Jason Bourne and not hated it. the Bourne. Hated it, hated, 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 hated it. As soon as they were like, the official title is Jason Bourne. I was like, what the fuck? I went, oh, because I was pumped. I, you got Damon fuck? back. You got Greengrass back. I was like, whoa. You know, you got a script from well, that's one all of the cinematographers. Greengrass came back, so Damon came back. Yeah. Yeah. One of the cinematographers with, with Greengrass. Yeah. They hammered out this. Tony Gilroy is probably, not involved in this Probably movie. Damon as well. They all probably work together to work this out. Because apparently Damon and Greengrass hate Tony Gilroy. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I understood. I, yeah. I Whatever. I don't know any more than that. I don't know anything about I it. I don't care. I do feel, though, that Gilroy not being involved with Jason Bourne was felt. Oh, 100%. Was felt. Because, <clears throat> my first note is, this felt like a generic action movie instead of a proper Bourne movie. Yeah. I'm out. Oh, that's it? No, yeah, one point. Right. No, 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 okay. no. Uh, uh, no, it really cool. does, though. Like, right, from the start, right from the start, right to the finish, there was nothing special about the movie. Which well, is really hold shitty. Hold on. They showed you the uh, greatest hits from all three movies. They did the do the greatest hits. They did the greatest hits. Yep. You had the opening <sighs> intro with that cool little 
weird horn harp thing. Mm-hmm. You know? But, uh... Which my dog loved, by the way. Of course. She's like, what? Yeah. What is this Jesus sound? Christ. That's Jason Bourne. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, I'm assuming that's what she said in... Hell yeah. Yeah. She's a vulgar dog. Uh, right away, like, when I saw the trailers and they showed a jacked-up Matt Damon one-punching the dude, I was like, okay, all right, this is interesting. Because, like, the previous movies didn't really do much of a, like, beefcake shot for Matt Damon. No. You know? They didn't. You, like, they you didn't just, make it seem like he was a powerhouse. He was just a good fighter. And he was just a good fighter. He was able to outfight guys. Not like, boom! Out. Yeah. It was awesome. It's cool. It's just... It Ten was years later, for, maybe he is a powerhouse now. I don't it was know. weird for Jason Bourne. For me, as a fan of the movies, it was weird for me to see that. I still I still think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the, they, see, the thing that I... What bothers me about this movie is they touch upon a lot of really cool ideas, but never really settle on anyone to, to sort of go with it. Like, they talk... Like, even just having Bourne do these... Uh, back alley, like, fights, fist fight brawls, bare knuckle brawls or whatever for mm-hmm. money is weird because you're like, okay, well, you know, you know he was sitting on a ton of cash, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it just seemed weird that that's what he was doing. Yeah. And if I were to come up with a new movie or a reason to continue the franchise, I would have had Bourne do something similar to what he did in Supremacy because at the end of Ultimatum, he remembers everything, right? Mm-hmm. I like that they said, well, you remember everything, but you don't know everything. I was like, that's a nice, that's cool. Yeah, well, even this starts off with him going, I remember everything now. Yeah. But then later on, you realize he doesn't remember everything. Well, no, because it's, I remember everything. And then she goes, yeah, but you don't know everything. Yeah. And, okay, that's fine. But if he remembered everything, well, now wouldn't, like, I thought it would be kind of neat if he's going through his catalog of people that he killed, go to the loved ones and just say, hey. Yeah. You know? Okay, that works. You know what I mean? And just sort of say, look. I'm the reason, and you can continue the storyline because eventually someone's going to go, Born's still alive? I fucking hate that guy. He killed my parents. He must die. Right? Mm-hmm. And now you've got a whole new movie of somebody trying to kill him, and it's kind of the same as the other ones, but it's different because it's not the government. It could yeah. be. It's just someone else that wants to kill him. So now the only reason why he's back into this is because someone else is alive. They want to kill him. Rather than. Nikki finds him out of nowhere because the last ten years Nikki's been like this super intelligent knows how to fight person now. Never mind that she comes across a file that shows that her dad was or his dad was actually the creator yeah. of the program that Treadstone program, right? And feels like she has to tell Born that. Yet she finds him no problem with all the CIA had no idea where he was. Yeah. Did you like the USB stick that said encrypted? Yep. Did you like that? Big fan of it. Yeah. Did it make you feel really smart? Yes. No. It was encrypted. The second I saw that, I was like, oh my god, really? And then after she finds him and tells him this, we get uh, a complete copy of Marie's death in Supremacy. Which pissed me off because that sequence was actually really cool until she got on the back of the motorcycle and, I was like, oh. and immediately I was like, I spent the whole time... Right going, away. I spent the whole time literally going... She's going to die. Don't kill her. I know they're going to kill her, but don't kill, kill her. her. And then they kill her, and you're like, oh, okay. Which really fucking sucked, because I loved her and him in, in Ultimatum together. 
Yep. This is the way I would have started this movie off, okay? I love your idea of him going around and apologizing to families and stuff. Yep. Right? Why couldn't they have met up somewhere after Ultimatum? Yep. She's his. Com she's the computer person that he goes to. She's finding all the info on these families that he knows. Yeah. He's off. Yeah. And she's there. And while he's gone, she's like finding out stuff. Like I've said down. in the previous movies, I've never gotten the impression that he's a super genius. Mm -hmm. He's smart. And he knows a lot of things. But he doesn't know everything. He's not tech. So having having a hacker, yeah. sort of like uh, like a Felicity Snoke, exactly. or Smoke, it's Smoke. Smoke. That's right. Snoke is from <laughs> Star Wars. I'm getting my shit mixed up, man. Felicity Snoke. But uh, um, but yeah. having that you know aspect, I mean? or like, like the Oracle, or whatever you want to call it, and then maybe they could have had a bit of relationship. You know, because after. if he remembers everything, at some point he's going to remember. Oh yeah, we kind of had a thing. He's going to remember, and her. they could explore that. Exactly. Too. And then they could have killed her. Because she would be on board with that. Like, this is him, like, cleansing his conscience so that maybe now he could have his, his own life. Like, we know he never will. But now you can start uh, taking stories from the books and saying, okay, well, you know, he was in Athens, Greece, apologizing to this person, and these people found out that he's alive, that they've always wanted him dead now that they know he's alive. They're going to they're gonna kill him. They, they could have hacked what she was looking at, right? Yep. They could have went, uh, bah, 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 the person you're looking for is this location. And she's yep. like, oh, hey, Jason, this guy's here. Jason goes there, gets attacked. Yep. Once he's attacked, fights off these guys, he goes, oh, shit, Nikki. Yep. Returns. She's dead. Yep. You could do that, too. She's dead. You could still kill her off. He could have found out about his dad. Yep. Could now, have killed her off that way. It would have been a copy of Supremacy. It would have been heartfelt because they had something for years. That's together. right. That's right. Instead, it was like... Uh, remembering everything doesn't mean you know everything and you know there's stuff about your dad and and i also felt that um during that whole beginning the whole beginning sequence just felt weird to me um they had great chemistry in ultimatum no chemistry in this one no chemistry it felt no like chemistry. both of them didn't even want to be there they didn't, we're here for the paycheck she i felt really didn't want to be there yeah like, I don't even know what was going on with that performance. And usually I love Julia Stiles, but yeah. I was not yeah, feeling Yeah, I remember just kind of being like, okay, all right. And of course, like I said, too, like, once you got on the bike, you're like, well, she's dead. She's dead. She's totally fucking dead. Yeah. You yeah. know? And it wasn't like... So maybe she was just upset that her character was, was going like, to die. That's yeah, <laughs> possible. It wasn't like with Marie, where you knew she was going to die. But you spent the whole time going like, no, 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 no. This time you were like, mm, no, no, it's just, ugh. Ugh, yeah. because you knew it was going to happen, and you were just I like, said to Adrian, I'm like, she's dead. Like, the so sequence, though, like, uh, leading up to that was really cool. Like, when he's fighting with the other assassins in the mm -hmm. subway, mm -hmm. and uh, taking out the cops, I thought was really cool. Don't get me wrong, the fight scenes are still great. It's yeah. still that green grass. One of the things, immediately, fighting. though, that really stuck struck out with me was his GQ look. You know, and like in supremacy, hence my mention of the black muscle top that I didn't wear today. Yeah, like his uh, his look in supremacy, like he's wearing a pea coat. He like like he looks like he wouldn't be at a place in a high, like a very expensive hotel, or like on a barge fighting guys. But it's very like black. It's very dark. It's very low key. Mm -hmm. Whereas in this one, I remember just being like, it's kind of a fairly loud green jacket. Or, like, almost brown jacket. And I remember just being like, oh, wow. Like, it just sticks out that he looks almost, like I said, like GQ. Yeah. You know? Like, you kind of look twice at this guy as opposed to just kind of being like... And he kind of walks like a Terminator in this one. 
Like he's always just like. Okay, but see, just, that's that's he's done that a lot in all movies. He's done that in all the movies, and that's because he's trained as a boxer. He was training as a, in, in boxing, and his trainer in uh, I, I want to say identity. In in fact, it is identity. Uh, wanted him to walk like a boxer because a boxer was very economical. There was no wasted mo- movements there. So I'm okay with that because he's done it all the way through. I, it was very noticeable. But I think though. it's noticeable no now because why. he's bigger. He, he's a lot bigger. In this. You know, he's a lot bigger. Um, yeah, so maybe that's it. He was just thinner and it wasn't as you know noticeable. But uh, so... Some of the stuff that we talked about with Legacy, where like the last hour was now sort of like a poor man's Jason Bourne movie. Yeah, this is also very much a very much like it. It hits the greatest hits of Bourne, you know, because you have your hand to hand combat scene at the end, which was great. Mm-hmm. It was a really good fight scene. Yeah, I really liked it. I liked Vincent Cassell's asset character. And I'll touch more upon that. You had the big, huge, crazy car scene, which honestly, after a while, I was like. Oh, is this still on? It's way too long, dude. And it took—it actually took me out of the movie because I'm like, I can't really take this seriously. It's ripped out of Grand Theft Auto because he's got like the cop van. Yeah, Adrian was like, that is the most indestructible cop van I've ever seen. You know, it's a cop van, and it's like a that Dodge. He's driving through traffic like he's in a Batmobile, like a tumbler. Yeah, and I just. I spent most of the movie wanting to love the movie, and it was kind of like with Spectre. I remember coming out of Spectre and same thing where I wanted to love the movie because I loved the previous trilogy. Just like with Spectre, I loved Skyfall. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, fucking right, mm-hmm. you know? And I came out going like, mm. there's things I like, obviously, you know? Uh, like the action is, for the most part, great. The car scene, too long. Too unbelievable. car too. scene was too long, and I don't, like, he, okay... The asset was trying to get out of that building. He was trying to get away. Yeah. Why would you grab the craziest fucking vehicle and start ramming well, through? See, just here's one of the things that I you? like, and I like that they touched upon this because you never think about this. Is the asset, you know, wants to kill Bourne because Bourne outed Black Briar. That I thought was cool. So his, that I liked. like, he lost friends, you know, and he feels like he's a traitor. Did they say he was tortured for two years? Exactly. So he was tortured. He lost friends. You know, like all this stuff happened. And I love that they touched upon that because in the movies, you're always just like, like, yeah, fucking right. Smash the government, the shady corporate sons of bitches. Fuck you. Not thinking about all the little people going down with them. Exactly. Not thinking about that aspect. So when that hit, I was like, his character made sense. Mm-hmm. So when he was acting irrationally, and even the, uh, what's his face, Tiny Lee Jones... Looks absolutely terrible in this movie. Man, he looks like a ball sack. Literally like a, but like an older, droopy ball sack. He's aging very bad. <laughs> he's never looked good. He's never been a good looking but man. But then again, I'm, we're talking about it. He's probably like in his late 80s as it is. He's Because he's be never a, been young. I don't think I've be, ever seen I, him young. I don't think I he think made it big. He showed me that he was super young here. I didn't see a picture, so I don't know... What he looks like, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I gotta look yeah, at it, but keep okay. talking. I gotta see okay. what. But like, um. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. See, he's always had the. But I, yeah, okay, I so it's the GQ out. stuff, and this is the dumbest representation of Jason Bourne. Yeah. Okay. Like. Oh. 
Yeah, okay. Oh, oh wait, no. Um, what is that movie? The Steven Seagal movie, Under Siege. Yep. That's the youngest I've ever seen him. He doesn't look too far off from there. But he's never looked good. He's always been, he's got a bad complexion. He's just, you know, he's just. He, he, you know. he had acne, but like, um, like, so at least in every one of the other Bond movies, or Bourne movies, sorry, every step he makes, like, it's clear. Like, he, like, in the beginning, he doesn't know anything, mm -hmm. but he's got the uh, bank account, so he goes to Swiss Bank to figure it out. From there, he goes, okay, well, uh, apparently I live in Paris, so I gotta go to Paris, right? So even if he doesn't know anything, he still is like, okay, well, we'll go here. And then from there, he starts figuring out this is the course of action, right? Yeah. Just like they, uh, in the second movie, she says uh, they don't do random, you know? There's always a mission. There's always an objective, right? It seems so aimless. Like, he's got this notebook, which is a callback to the other movies. Mm -hmm. But it's like, in terms of the span of time that happens after Nikki's death, he gets the drive, and then wears the GQ outfit to go to the locker, you're like, well, I mean, how much time passed? How, did you have enough time to write all these quick notes in your notebook? Because as far as I know, you went, here's the encryption. She's a hacker for this other hack hacktivist. <laughs> so, hacktivist. So he goes to see the hacktivist, and this is where I'm saying, like, this is a really dumb, not just the encrypted part on the USB, which pissed me off really badly. I was like, do stupid. you really think that ninety percent of your audience is in like? Can you just say it's encrypted, right? So he goes to see this hacker and stands in front of an open window. Yeah. Which immediately I was like, "Well, that's stupid." And they actually sit there and say, "Oh, I see him right through the window." And I went, "Are you kidding me? This is the guy that can go through Waterloo Station." <laughs> Like, nobody sees him unless something happens and all of a sudden they see him for half a second. Like, mm -hmm. he throws the guns away. They see him. And after that, they don't see him again. Yeah. But here, he's like, there's a window. He would have went in there and been like, open this, hold, held the gun, fucking closed blinds and shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, you mentioned how they didn't make him into, like, a Superman. And I said, I will get to that. Mm -hmm. He gets hit in the back of the fucking head with a goddamn weight, like a dumbbell. I don't know. Shrugs it off. Anyone would have been fucking... Beats the hell out of the guy. Yeah. Anyone else would be like, well, if not completely dead, Yeah. you're out cold. You're out. You're fucking done. You're not like, oh, bam, bam, bam. Mm -hmm. That part, the last part of the fight scene is cool, but again, I was just like, okay, all right. Like, and I was already kind of like, he's too bulky, you mm -hmm. know? And then, uh, so that's dumb, but also Superman, and I'm like, this makes no sense. Everyone says, like, well, he, he said, like, four, 14 lines or whatever, 140 words or whatever the hell it is. I don't care that he's saying very little. Yeah. Because he says the most in identity, the least in ultimatum, because who else is he talking to? Mm -hmm. Nikki's dead, right? So who else is he going to talk to? So you find out the revelation that his dad is the creator of the Treadstone program. Okay. You find out that they were scouting Bourne beforehand, and Bourne's dad was like, hey, no, don't, not with my son. So Bourne's dad gets killed because that's the impetus to get him to join Treadstone. That's fine. I actually thought that was all right. Yeah. When they do the further flashback and have the asset be the guy that kills Bourne's dad, I went, you didn't have to. No. I was fine I actually with thought that it was going to be Tommy Lee Jones. 
That actually would have worked, too. That would have made more sense to That would have worked, too, but I was just like... Because you didn't need to do that with the asset, because the asset was already going to do whatever he could to kill Bourne. Yeah. And you could have still done the fight scene, the abnormally long, ridiculous car chase scene with the destruction there. You could have done all of that, and Bourne could have still killed him, because he has to. It's yeah. either he dies or I die, yeah. right? So all of that, you didn't have to add the extra wrinkle of, oh, you're the guy who killed my dad. Yeah. Because in the other movies, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Um, it was just, you guys are the bad guys. I want to be left alone. You know? Um, Vikander's character is really cool. I liked her character. I liked how she was, you're like, oh, she's bad. Oh, wait, no, she's good. Literally, oh, literally she's just playing, playing every both, fucking side. Yeah, like every angle she possibly could. Yeah. And when he caught her on that fucking tech device he got from the show, I like that. What I didn't like is that it sets up another movie that probably won't happen. Because uh, I don't think they're going to make another movie. They're not. I think that's it. I've, I've uh, looking into this quite... Because, like, I mean, I feel like they should do one more movie and sort of end Damon's role as uh, Bourne. And then do the Bond route. I think they should do the Bond route. Yeah, I think they should. I, I really wanted to see, now I know we'll never definitely see this. Yeah. I wanted to see a crossover between him and Cross. I, 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 I wanted, but I wanted that reason for Cross to even exist. You know, like I thought he somehow was going to come into this universe with Damon. Obviously not going to happen now because Tony Gilroy did that. Everyone hates Tony Gilroy. Yeah. It's I, not going to happen. Yeah, like I mean, the way they ended it, 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 it is a piss off because they... They don't do it in the way the other movies do it, where they end where you could go, oh, no, this could be the end. It like, could even be. Supremacy. Supremacy yeah. ends, and you're like, okay, this could be the end. This was or, a cliffhanger. This was literally like, tune in next week, mm -hmm. you know? And, I mean, they still kind of, they could do the, well, now Bourne gets contracted out. So now, like, when they need Bourne for these missions, they could say, hey, we need you to do this, this, and yeah. this. And you could further the storyline that way, and that's yeah. fine. Um, I just, like I said, like, He's not that he's a super genius because I've said no, I don't ever think he is. But it's really he's really dumb in this movie. Mm -hmm. He and it never feels like he's leading. He never feels like he's one step ahead of anybody. No, he always just, feels he's like he's just kind of going through the flow. It feels the whole movie was very unnecessary. And I think and that's it, probably my biggest problem is I don't want to admit that it after, after all these it, years of wanting it. You get it, and you're like, maybe I shouldn't have wanted it. Yeah, like, it didn't need to happen. His ultimatum was such a great ending. Yeah. Such a great ending. Such a great ending. Especially because, like, even, like, when you hear that they're making a movie, and Damon's back on, Greengrass is back on, you're like, oh, man. And you get in your head that it's going to be like, like, oh, they could do this, or they could do that, or they could do this. And then this happens, and you're just like, huh. That's why I think it's very unfortunate that they don't, like, Tony Gilroy, because to but me, even, the three of them here's the thing, though, made good movies. Here's the part that gets me is like, okay, so you don't like uh, Tony Gilroy, but wouldn't you want somebody to kind of keep you like in check with the series to just kind of go, hey, yeah, but what about this or what about that or even just someone to say, hey, um, who is it? Like even just something as simple as so when they do that big, huge Las Vegas trash scene, like Grand Theft Auto, mm -hmm. sure, there's the cop helicopter following them. That's really it. That's really the only police presence you feel 
once they leave the hotel, right? Mm -hmm. But you get that, and I remember distinctly watching this and just kind of being like, oh, of course. They have a spotlight shot of the asset. Bourne is totally not in... <laughs> they, they, they catch the asset, don't catch Bourne, and I remember going like, well, of course. But, uh, like, even the... But yeah, like you would have somebody to say, hey, okay, guys, could we shorten that up? Or could we make it a little bit more believable? Because when it happened in New York, it was blatantly obvious that it was happening in New York and it was causing ramifications, but it didn't feel like uh, like it wasn't really happening. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you mm -hmm. felt like it was actually happening in New York and there was ramifications, where in this it just felt like, okay, like nobody gives a shit, right? Like yeah. you're tearing up this entire freeway. No cop shows up except for the helicopter. Yeah. You know? You're in Vegas. There should be cops everywhere. And even after that, no cops are, like, they saw the asset go into the parkade. No cops show up in the parkade. Mm -hmm. No nothing. You know what I mean? Like, there's so, there's, like, so many parts where I'm taken out of the movie and I'm mad because I shouldn't be. You know? Mm -hmm. Um... I liked, like, we'll get back to Vikander's character. I liked that her character played all these angles. I loved her character. I liked I thought the, she's a great actress. And she really went head-to-head -head with Tommy Lee Jones and held her own. Yeah. You know? I did really like Tommy Lee Jones in this. It, it was a retread. I remember just being like, oh, of course. Like, I'm comparing him, watching them in a row, I'm comparing him to all the big head honcho guys yeah. from the originals. But I remember the reviews where they, they even said, so Bourne comes out of hiding because yet again and the shadowy government is doing something shadowy and it links to Bourne. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones is the big bad guy yeah. who set it up that his dad gets killed. Mm -hmm. who works with the, what's his name? The creator of uh, that uh, file, sh or that Fuck, Facebook uh, platform. Yeah, I don't remember his name. The whole thing felt unnecessary though, like well, We're in the part, tech age. Okay, I get it. Yeah. It doesn't have to fucking just... It doesn't have to be like a Facebook thing. Yeah, or a Mark Zuckerberg I, character. I he was good in it. He was very good. I wish I would have wrote down his, <laughs> so do I. his name. Sometimes I'm like, maybe I should take notes. But uh, Facebook but even, creator dude. We like you. Even the scene um, where, you know, like they have all those tech things where Bourne steals a bunch of the tracking devices. And I thought that was weird that they would just have that freely, like, you know, fucking candy bowl. Like, that you could just... Boosh. And no one notices it. You know, um, he had a hat on. They didn't. He had a hat on. A, you know, but even just the part where he goes from Athens or where? No, sorry. Yeah, they're in Greece. No, in wasn't it Britain where he runs into the one dude? Uh. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and uh, so then, uh, Vikander gives him a cell phone, helps him get through the customs. And I always find like it's weird that in movies where. It takes a really long time for them to scan your profile, that even that's not a red flag. You know, like it's just a lag in the system, so mm -hmm. they go... And it's just assessing, assessing. It's taking a while. Oh, it's super weird that it's taking a while. Every other one was like... Yeah. This, this one... Still, it's still assessing, by the way. Oh, it's clear. Have fun. Yeah. See you later. Enjoy yourself in Vegas, you know? Um, even the fact that she gave him, a, like, a, a burner burner phone, and it's a fucking iPhone. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Like. I mean, I li okay, I liked her character. I love how she was playing all sides. Yep. The way it ended. Yep. 
But at the same time, if it wouldn't have ended like that, I could see a spin-off series with her character. No, I don't. No? You don't think it could have happened? No, because the way this movie is set up... Well, okay, explain how the spin-off movie works then. Give me that. Well, it obviously would have ended the way it did. Right. And then, but it could be about her agent, you know, getting a new team together or... Okay. Anything, So it's really. kind of like Mission Impossible then? Sure. Okay. Funny story, out of the three movies, the big spy movies that came out, I think all within the same year, give or take, it was Spectre. Yeah. And it was Jason Bourne. And it was Mission Impossible, was Rogue Nation. First time Hunt and Bourne and Bond were all up against each other. <laughs> and it's the first time that I flat out, unequivocally said Mission Impossible was the best of the best. Yep. Okay. And Rogue Nations and Spectre have a very similar plot. Rogue Nations is so good. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, if I were to put it in any particular order, it would be... The, I'm done with Jason Bourne, by the way. I'm done talking about I it. I think, yeah, okay. Uh, it is better than Legacy, even though it is a poor man's Jason Bourne movie. It's still better than Legacy. Because, like, Legacy and Jason Bourne didn't have to happen. And the fact that no, they happened... they're both unnecessary... Mean, didn't expand upon it. And again, again, I, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, you need all three creators on board. Yeah. Because Tony Gilroy tried on his own with Legacy, failed. Greengrass and Damon did this without Gilroy, failed. Yep. I think you need the three of them together. I agree. Whether they like each other or fucking not. Exactly. Like, at least, like I said, like, checks and balances. Somebody sit yeah. there and say, hey, um, Bourne would never just stand in front of a fucking window. Mm-hmm. Bourne would look at a USB that says encrypted on it and be like, are you serious? Because, yeah, I mean, well, Legacy, I, well, I think Jason Bourne is probably a little better than Legacy. Legacy is smarter than Bourne. Jason Bourne. It, yeah, it is. In it the is. screenplay itself. Because mm -hmm. Gilroy wrote it. Yep. And but, I, uh, I, would, well, I would score it like this. Bourne Supremacy. Yep. Bourne Ultimatum. Yep. Bourne Identity. Yep. Jason Bourne. Yep. And... Legacy. Yeah, so I'm going to score yours. I'm going to score yours. So you're going to go Ultimatum. Yep. You're going to go Identity. Okay. You're going to go Supremacy. Okay. You're going to go Born mm -hmm. and Legacy. How close am I? You're close. It's the other two that switch Supremacy then Identity? Yeah. Okay. All right. 100%. It's Ultimatum. Ultimatum is, <clears throat> to me, the best Born and one of the best action moves I've ever seen in my life. Supremacy is a close second because that uh, scene with Urban at the end is incredible. Yeah. As the best car chase in the whole series to me. To me. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, mean, the New York one is really great, too. But New it, York one's great. But I like it because in Supremacy, it's the first time that you got that. Yeah. You didn't get, like, you did have the car chase scene in Identity when he's in that old school mini. But there was none of this crazy destruction. It was a couple of guys on the bikes that get fucked up, and that's yeah. it. You know, <clears throat> I do love that scene. But this one was now, like, whoa. Dude, like, I was watching Supremacy in my recliner downstairs. It's I, I was like this, and when that racing came on, I was like, I can't even be reclined for this. I, yeah. I'm into it. And it I, I popped my... Ripping. Fucking, yeah. Ripping. Yeah. You know? Um, and then in Ultimatum, it's bigger. Not necessarily better. Mm -hmm. It's still gripping. I think... I do kind of like the fact that he, that he gets the opportunity to kill the guy, the asset, and doesn't. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, like... Yeah, I don't know. So, it's yeah, just... for me, identity is third, I, but I love the identity. 
and I love identity because I, I, I love identity's third for me too. I, I love the, I love the smaller feel to him, and him and Marie together are incredible. Oh. They're so good, and that's another reason why I was so sad to see her die in supremacy was because I love them together so much. But again, and it's still a, like again. it's one of those like hauntingly beautiful scenes where she's dead, and she's floating, and it's oh. that just that green water, and you're just like it was, oh. and plus him floating in the water was our introduction to him and it was our goodbye to her that's right exactly and I thought that was really you know it, that's actually a great point i never even thought of it like that and yeah. you're right like it's just crazy that you said hello to him in the water you said goodbye to him in the water but you got to see goodbye to her in the water and it was not good no this wasn't like a just phase from sight whereas yeah identity it, it, it faded in on him yeah and that beacon flashing and, and yeah like i mean <clears throat> I, you know what it's an amazing series. I will forever watch the first three. The forever. first three, forever. I will literally be on my deathbed. <laughs> you know, and the doctor could be literally like, look, Chris, you've got three hours left to live. I'll be like, put it ultimatum. Yeah. I'll fucking watch that movie. I watched Supremacy last well, I night. You, you said Supremacy was your favorite, Chris. Oh, fuck. No, but I'm talking about, like, I literally just watched Supremacy last night. We gotta finish up the series before I die. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and it's funny too. And then you don't die, and the next day they're like, "Now you gotta watch Legacy," and then you die watching Legacy. Oh no, I'd be like, "No, no, 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 no. I'm done. I'm dead. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Fuck that." You know, like I said, like the first hour Legacy, great. There's pockets of greatness in Jason Bourne. It's, it's just these threads that they could have fed off of or sped into. Kind of pull a gambit. You know, I'm done. So, once again... Once again, that is the Bourne episode. Let us know what you thought. I, I'm curious to see what other people would rate it as. So much. So would I. So would I. Like, I mean... I mean, I'm sure no one will, because we've only got, like, four views on our last episode, but hey, look. One, day, one day people will like At us. At some point, it'll happen. One day they'll like us. Um, yeah. And go buy this set. If you have a Blu-ray player, fuck it. Fuck it. Nice. Nice. Chris has a DVD set. It comes with a passport. Also very cool. So, anyway, on that note... Discover new Dove Bed Plus Care Foaming Body Wash. A Dove commercial. <laughs> I was going to end it on a cool note, but we'll end it on your Dove commercial. Ah. Mopey. Now we're going to a copyright strike. Shit. I didn't even think about that. Oh my god. We'll be You're shut down rooted. before we even well, get going. Well, in my way. Right. Oh, we <clears throat> copyright anyway because we're talking about fucking movies. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. To quote, oh, to quote another one of my favorite series that has nothing to do with Bourne. <clears throat> Thank you, everyone. And remember, some motherfucker, some motherfucking, some fucking, I fucked it up. I fucked it up, Chris. It was going to be so funny. It was in my mind. It rolled out. You were laughing. It was a good time. So anyway, try again. Some motherfucker's always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> that is actually yeah. one of the best blade lines ever. Hey. Thanks for watching, everyone. <laughs>